whatever that may or may not mean. Um, I got a good little pre-roll going, and I ain't talking about smoke. So it's just a little okay, little rolling start that I like to do. It kind of gets me a little warmed up. Um, is there anything else I can do to make you more comfortable? <laughs> I'm going to get better at this. <laughs> and I'm going to keep laughing, and I hope it's not offensive, but it's just my first reaction. People think that I'm like a talk show host. So, like, <laughs> I want to be like... You know what I mean? Uh, Varnell Jordan and shit. You know what I mean? Like, Varnell. Like, Did you miss me? You know what I mean? <laughs> this is Rock Salad. We back on Rock Salad. You know what I mean? I want to be able to just, I want to be able to hit that shit. But sometimes when it sounds good, it's, I, like I practiced it a few times before I said it. <laughs> What's smoking before help relieve these nerves? Before? No, we're going to smoke. This is going to be part of the process. <gasps> a part yeah. of the process. Yeah, we rolling on. We're just going to roll it on in. I feel like Zoe Kravitz. In the Michelob Gold commercial. <laughs> bi- like she's in a like, beer commercial? Yeah. Michelob Ultra Gold. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was trying to spice it up. Trying to yeah. make it like the champagne and beers and shit. <sighs> so, yeah. What I'm going to do is I'm going to prepare this. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we're going to go ahead and get this party get this party started. So, first of all, i like to ask. I've invited or I've had a few people on for self-care sessions. I've been inviting people. my phone on mute. I've been inviting people over for the self-care sessions that I felt like that I could really talk to, um, open up to a little bit. And um, so and it's been going well. Um, it's been going well. Uh, and you would be, this is the third self-care session I've had. Okay. So this is like a um, unofficial therapy session that I'm having in front of my audience in order to, you know, be vulnerable and give them all that shit they want to hear. I should warn you, I am Dr. Cornell West meets Iyanla Van Zant. <laughs> so, I get it. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Tracy here from the Cush Curves and Conversations podcast. I don't know that I could introduce her better than that that that, that introduction right there, but she is a host extraordinaire. She is a, just a fantastic and well-rounded woman. Um, she's a shining bright she she's an example. She's a glori- gloriously um, beautiful prototype of what the black woman should strive to exist to be. Um, uh, she's a mentor, a leader, um, a host, a friend, um, a woman in America, a woman under attack in America. <laughs> Dang it, nigga! <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, welcome to the show, Tracy. <laughs> welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so glad that I decided to um, come sit and chat with you for a bit. You know, as long as, you know, we got great vibes. It's great vibes. Why not? I wanted to start the show by saying I am overly, overly impressed with you ladies and your operation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you you so much. Since the first time I came and recorded the Kush Curves and Conversations uh, podcast with uh, with Juan and uh, Tsunami Digital, Tony, uh, Visionaire. There's so many names to go. I just try to say them all. Um, I was really impressed with what y'all were doing. I was like, man, if I ever got my stuff together. <laughs> <laughs> what you learned from that first episode, mind you, you all, he's, his first exposure to Kush Curse and Conversation was when we did Babes in Toyland. So he got a, a very up-close <laughs> expose. <laughs> you know what I learned? <laughs> you know what I learned for real? What did you learn? Tell me what you learned. I learned that I knew a lot already. Oh, Jesus. No, no, no. But, like, just to get right into it, like, 
dudes, uh, men should should try harder to understand and meet their women halfway when it comes to that kind of thing. Yeah. And so, you know, just watching, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I had that awakening a little while ago. Had an awakening. Yeah, from because like, from, a, from a pride standpoint, what's worse on your pride? <laughs> uh, um, knowing you're not satisfying your woman and not doing nothing about it, or knowing you're not satisfying your woman and her telling you what you could do about it? Like that's a, from a man's perspective, what you what what choice would you make? Like, were you gonna just not satisfy your woman because you're pride her, or are you gonna learn how to satisfy your woman and swallow your pride? I think it depends on the man because some men don't want to be taught anything. And the one thing about you know relations is it's ever evolving. So just because I liked it this way yesterday doesn't mean I don't want to try something different. So you just have to stay open. And, um, you know, we definitely talk about staying open, staying flexible. And if you don't want to lose her, then, I mean, just meet her halfway and try. I mean, shit. Ain't nobody saying you're going to get it right on the first dismount, but what about the, <laughs> what about the third one? <laughs> like, I think it's just, know. and I don't want to speak for guys. I must just, I guess I'll speak for myself just because this is Rock Island, this is self care sessions and all that. So I think that when I was younger, my insecurity came from, uh, are you trying to get me to be like some dude you liked before? You know, there are women who chase sex highs like that. But it's like, there are men okay, who chase sex highs I like have that. a good job and maybe I'm taller than him, but he fucked better. And if I could just fuck like him, you'll be happy. You'll be happy. You know what I mean? And so as a guy, if you can like mentally jujitsu your way around those insecure thoughts, like you can be in a good place. Like, cause ultimately you want to keep your woman. Like and and ultimately, if you like her enough, there's not a, probably a whole lot you wouldn't do to keep her within reason. And so, but it's just a pride thing, like it's an ego thing. So yeah, but if she likes you for you, then even the things that she used to do with somebody else, she's gonna be looking for those things with you. And it might not be at the same caliber as it once was, but you're the person in her life right now, so she's looking for it from you. Why not oblige? Why not? Shit, if I still wanted him, I'd have been over there. But I'm over here with this picnic basket now. I'm not over there anymore. That's, I think that's part of what guys have to... Uh, I, don't keep wanna say, I don't keep saying guys. Maybe that's what I had to learn to accept in my younger age. That, like, everybody wants something. And you can't... You can get... You can get it from different people. Like, you're not, like, the only right, one sure. with a penis. So... If, you, if your whole security is built around the idea that you're the only penis that she's going to see, then you're going to be a pretty insecure guy. Cause, uh, and that is not a foundation that's going to lead to longevity. Remember what I was saying about dudes being weird? They are. <laughs> you know what really I think is weird? weird? Like the way dudes will send unsolicited dick pics. Oh, my. Listen. No, no, no. I'm here to listen. <laughs> <laughs> Because I try to explain to guys, and as I was saying on the show, I was like, y'all don't know the stories women tell me. Like, it don't even got to be, okay, there's a spectrum for me. There's, like, the stranger on the train that just airdrops you because they know you're the only one with an iPhone. And then there's the guy that is really, really cool and then one day wants to just jump off the cliff and send you his dick. Like, it's going to put it over the top. Like, and I just I try to understand, like... <sighs> Dudes are weird, and I don't. Dudes I never, I never understood that. And I'm like, I've heard so many stories about weirdness, and it makes me do like a self audit. Like, yo, have I been? And I don't think I've been weird ever, but I've just heard so many stories about guys it's and some weird of the out there. Like, and that's kind of maybe what I wanted to expand upon too on some of them topics because, like, the um, 
this that alpha shit episode of Kush Curves and uh, Conversations, which you were a great, great, great host on. That episode was fire. That was a fire episode. It Do was. you know? And I don't know if I'm giving you something you don't know because you run that show. You know, y'all like 200 views on that episode. Yes. I was yes. showing it to somebody earlier today, and I was like, 200? Yes. Look, look at what you did. Uh, hey, hey, look at I, what you did. You sparked a conversation. <laughs> this is all, that was all your show. I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> but I couldn't, I was like, wow. Like, for, how long was that episode? Two hours almost? An hour and a half. So, but like. An hour and a half YouTube episode? So, for those who don't know, we did a all-male-led podcast called This That Alpha Shit, in which uh, Rockslot was definitely on and contributed to our panel. And it was a panel of guys, five guys, five different walks of life. Um, some things in common, some things different. And they all just sat and discussed in a safe place some questionable topics. And um, it's <laughs> it's definitely worth seeing. You guys got to check him out up there. And um, it's one of those things where you anticipate, you know, you anticipate men to either be mute, men to not talk, or men to laugh all along the way. And they did all of it. They did every part of it. So right. you have some parts, you know, that were definitely challenges and some parts where we were opening up and really discussing real life shit. And it's something that a lot of men feel like they don't get. They don't get a decent platform in order to exactly say what's real. Um, in a lot of spaces, uh, just like those solicited dick pics, um, <laughs> it's going to be a point where I'm like, whoo, you real special, ain't you? You just dropping dick everywhere, huh? I never, I never, I don't think I've ever sat with a group of strange uh, men that were strangers and just talked about things that I had never really said out loud before. And I kind of use it as an opportunity to say things around men to kind of like, because I have these really strong opinions and come, some of these real strong platitudes about some of the stuff we talked about. And I wanted to say those things around a group of men to see how it played. Like, it was like a focus group almost. I wanted it to be was. like, I wanted to be like, look, most of you niggas is weaker than you think you are. Yep, and I wanted to are. say it in front of a panel of men and just to see how, I, like, to see the response I got. Because y'all niggas ain't it. But that was the best part about the panel. Y'all had a really, really, really dope slice of men on that panel. Like, every dude on that panel brought a lot to it. We're going to be, um, but everyone on that panel brought a lot, a really interesting perspective. And I learned a lot from each guy on that panel. And I thought it was really dope. Even watching back on it and, and seeing all the things I couldn't see because I was on the panel, it was fascinating. Like, I was so proud of Jordan, the way he was getting off, yes. too. Like, he was, yes. he was definitely getting off. So, no, that was really cool. Uh, so, I guess I guess that first episode, um, it kind of introduced me to y'all. I loved y'all's spirit, your energy. I love how brave y'all are. Y'all are like fearless because like I'm shy. Look what look you're in this room right now. I could record myself. I could do anything I want to do in this room. I could shoot video. I could do all. But I, and y'all are just y'all going for it. You know, my best friend has a video production company. <laughs> <laughs> I could shoot music videos, uh, movies, podcast. I could do all that. I'm just. I'm just shy. I'm easy to look at, hard to see. You know what I mean? Like, when you see me, I say, oh, it's not so bad, but you got to see me. <laughs> like, that's I'm, that's I'm what he cut. says, y'all. But just, we're going to work on him. We're going to mold the clay and mold it mold it into a nice, fashionable bong, and, and he'll be okay after that. I'm not really a bong guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so set in my ways. I've been on these cones for about four years, <laughs> and I haven't been able to let it go. <coughs> I got a few friends that can put together a decent backwood that I'll tolerate. Mm -hmm. And one of my homegirls rolls these little uh, these little hemp wraps. 
She has a whole little contraption that she just, you know, I'm like, that shit's real complicated. And it takes you like eight minutes to do that shit. Like, Yikes. It takes me like five minutes to stuff a comb. But. So I got a question for you. Was there anything from your episode that you were on, the All Male Led Podcast, that um, if you could extend over into Rocks Island to discuss, what would it be? Oh, man. You know what? That's kind of why I started the self-care sessions, because I think the the therapy talk, I felt like when I saw the way they were reacting to what I was saying about therapy and how receptive they were to it and how they were like, yeah, you know what I mean? I didn't see that when I was saying it. You know what I mean? But I, and so I, I think that aspect I would want to bring to my show, which is why I'm kind of doing the self-care sessions and trying to open up a little bit myself, because, you know, everybody everybody thinks they everybody think they know who they are. You know what I mean? Everybody thinks they walk around and like everyone sees them the way they want to be seen. And then and then you go to Miami and try to shoot a video yourself and then you can't do it because you can't look at yourself that much. (laughs) No, I just couldn't look at myself that much. Plastic ass. I was like, I was like, that's me. That's not how I thought I was going to look down here shooting this video. I thought I was going to look like Mason Diddy (laughs) or the big pimping video. You know what I mean? But I'm shy. And turns out when you go out to shoot a video in Miami, there are people outside. And you can't do anything about those people being around when you're trying to like live Damn out your right. rap dreams. You know what I mean? Like you're trying to like get your Biscayne Bay and then and it's like people walking by. And you're like, excuse me, I'm sorry, I'm just, <laughs> just trying to rap. I'm just trying to rap. All right, let, let's do it again this time, and let's not let's hope the homeless because you know the homeless people in Miami are wild aggressive. Like they're just yeah. I described it as Norfolk homeless people are like Walking Dead zombies. You know, real quiet, might sneak up on you. In Miami, they World War Z. They fast, Yikes. aggressive. They're chasing you. They're arguing with you when you walk through the park past them. But um, but yeah, no, nah, just m- mainly the therapy aspect. And I, I really do. I like to talk to more people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, I kind of started the podcast because I ran a lot and I don't be around enough people for these rants. So I was like, oh, I should just record these rants. <laughs> uh, there was like a, a hurricane a few years ago and they canceled school like a week in advance. And then the hurricane never came. Never came. And that was like the podcast that started it all for me. I went on like a two-hour rant about it because people were like, people without kids were like, oh, did you want your kids to go to school and there's a hurricane? I was like, but the hurricane was coming Thursday. Today's Monday. They got a school from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday for a hurricane that's supposed to come Thursday that never showed up? Take shelter. <laughs> Man, I did a two-and-a-half-hour introductory podcast that turned into a hobby I can't say. I got this Rodecaster Pro. This is like my little podcast machine. Before I got this machine, I used to have, like, mics and, like, the computer and just the program recording all that. And then I just kind of consolidated everything in that. And that made it more fun. Because now we can just sit down and hit record. And then I can just. Yeah. But, You'd be surprised what blooms when you least expect it. You'd be surprised what blooms when you least expect it. Have you ever been a rapper? Um, like, have you ever, like, dabbled in, like, music? Like, maybe poetry, probably. But music. I'm a writer, so if somebody else sang it, I can't blame them for singing it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I um, my dabbles, I, I dabbled a little in the songs, the songs, the villain life, you know, nothing that's uh, you know, anybody's heard. But mm, mm. do you have a microphone at home? Mm-hmm. No, mm. no, because that that's when it crosses a line. Really? Like when it crosses a line from dabbling to like hobby when you have an actual microphone on. I've never not had a microphone around me where where I live. Like I've been homeless and been walking around with like a mic stand and a computer to record with. Like let me see, 2009, I recorded like a whole, like two whole albums that I just I freestyled in somebody's living room because I was staying there that summer and uh, 
I was sleeping on the couch and they were like doing tattoos and selling crack in the living room. <laughs> and so I couldn't really sleep at night. So I'm, I'm a get in where I fit in kind of guy. So I set the mic up and I was like literally entertainment, just rap. I was like, just pick any beat you want. And I would just rap anything that they put on and shit. And I did the whole album that way. And there was a reason I brought that up. Maybe the reason is this is Rock's Island. Um, I call it an island because it's not a podcast. It's an island. Um, I'm the king here. I'm a benevolent king. Uh, you can make a lot of suggestions about what you want here on the island. I'm receptive to all of those things. Whether or not I implement suggestions is a whole other thing. <laughs> but these are the self-care sessions. Um, last summer, I embarked on a self-care summer after making some dramatic changes in life. It inspired an album that I recently released called Self-Care. And then uh, recently, I revamped that album uh, by putting out the deluxe. And I added some extra extra music to it, trying to trying to make it more fire. You don't say. And uh, one of them joints. <laughs> we interrupt. It's the Kush Curves and Conversations intro. And something new. So let's let it rock for 60 this seconds. This is Kush Curves and it's your Conversations. Boy. Little bit of kush, whole lot of curves. We not shy over here, so you best to use your words. This is audio and visual. Listen and you see them go. It shouldn't be free to see these queens on your TV, bro. They make it look easy. You want ratchet, you want proper. I got Tracy, Brittany, Tasha. Three flavors of that ganja. Them hard to speak up topics. Got jungle juice with vodka. And maybe the solution is to talk about your problems. Cause the answer never quiet. You should try it. Little kush, a whole lot of curves. We all invited. This is season three and they hit so right excited here. they even got rocks on the intro i hope you like it show that you can follow share and hit subscribe it because curves and conversations probably could stop the violence because curves and conversations man i swear they wildin but after those three yo i promise you leaving smiling come on and it ain't no gangster grit deals either gangster <laughs> <laughs> nah um I'm glad y'all like that. Um, when I came home from uh, this, the, the, this, that alpha shit episode, I felt so good. Like, I just was like, I couldn't stop talking about the night. Like, I just, I don't, I, I, I didn't get out much this winter. So every time I'm out <laughs> on a Friday night, it's like, I'm always like, yo, I need to get home. It's getting dark outside. But I, could, I couldn't stop telling everybody how I felt. Um, I watched the video that Juan recorded a couple times. I had some plans for some of that audio that it might reveal itself in the future. Mm. But um, no, I just felt so good. And like, I really needed that energy so bad because I haven't really been social with everything that's been going on. I had kind of fell back. I had been in this house all winter chilling. And, you know, that has been my excuse to kind of get out on Friday nights is going over to help y'all with the pie. And then y'all did that. And then y'all like, what was that called again? Explain that, that, that the, the, it was called colors. You gave me a color. Yes. Okay. So, um, in regards to the color game, so we played this game to where um, you take an individual, right? You look at them and you try to figure out if they were a color, what color would they be? And the color that I gave rocks was Sienna. I love that color. <laughs> so, I gave him Sienna because Sienna is um, e essentially it's a type of sedimentary rock. So it has a particular look, a particular luster. Um, it's it's aged. It's not something that you're gonna find um, Easy easily. 
it's not something that you're going to find easily. It's um, something that you, you've got to like work for. So it, it, it essentially takes effort to get to Sienna. So I gave him that color and I, I really do think that it fits. It's, it's layers and layers and layers like, like, you know, good you, levels and shit. You good with a little bit of time to think, huh? Hmm. Give, you, give you a few minutes. I can elevate a pitch any damn thing you can think of. <laughs> You're like, you want these dirty ass socks? <laughs> Look, I think that's what my advantage was on the episode is that I kept having time to think of my response. You know what I mean? I was never the first person to respond and like, that's a that's another trick. Don't be first to answer questions. Uh, use that time to think. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so no, I can tell that when you have a few moments to gather your thoughts together, but my problem is I can I can think as fast as I can talk. <laughs> and so it sounds like I'm being really deliberate, but I'm literally thinking of every word that comes out of my mouth before I say it. And it's just a habit I can't help. I was in public affairs in the Army, um, public speaking, forensics, debate. Just words. Just talking. But it, it's always been, I've always spoke like this. I mean, maybe I got stronger through different shit, but I've always talked like this. Like when I was in elementary school, I would fight because I got a lot of answers right in class. So then like after school on the bus, niggas was mad. Like, of course. And I'm like, yo, how long did you want to be on five times tables, bro? Like for real, like we've been on five times three for like six weeks now. Yeah. My nigga. Like I'm just raising my hand so we can move on. You know how the teacher just stares at you blankly. All right, guys, five times seven. Everybody, nobody, yeah, like, somebody, come 30, on, 35, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> and now I'm fighting after school and shit, but I've always spoke like this. It's always been like, oh, you don't know, like, I can't help using all the letters and sounds in a word. Like, if I see it and it says those, I'm like, I don't just like, how do you, how do you not use all the letters you see? Like, how are y'all doing that? Because if that would make my life easier, if I could just talk like y'all, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's always been this way. So, uh, I'd like to be able to speak more freely extemporaneously but i know so many words and sometimes like <laughs> there's a word that i'm looking for and i just want to pick that word i don't want to just say a bunch of words i want to pick the word that works but that's my that's my burden and that's, that's why Kush curves and conversations was so dope because y'all really got me to sit there and open up on camera next to strangers and y'all so are strangers weird. in some ways but and i was like yo i need to bring a little bit of that energy to my show so i really appreciate Ew. you being here and I, I hope I get an invite back, you guys. You know, we'll, we'll work on it, you know, put a prayer under the pillow. But hopefully I get an invite back. You know, we might be bringing some other self-care topics on to the side. As uh, we already know, we're going to need, um, you know, his his blessing for episode two of this, that alpha shit. So Anything I can do to be consistent. <laughs> um, anything, like, I just want to be consistent. That's why I'm doing the self-care sessions, because, like, I just potting is really easy. You just hit record and then you talk and it could be even easier if I could talk, open up more, but I can't talk to myself. I cannot talk to myself in the early days. I tried doing pods by myself where I had like a list of topics that I was going to expound on, but it was like reading a bullet list. Like, okay. And this happened and this is how I feel about it. All right. Well, then that happened. I'm just like talking to myself in the microphone. So I always try to have like a, co-host the player i got a homegirl that would just sit there not even talk like she'll just literally let me talk to her and like she'll respond a little bit but oh that was kim as a matter of fact <laughs> like she'll just be like oh it's cool and i'm like i get my shit off and then it's like a 30 minute episode but <laughs> well i have a, a question with that so based off of this that alpha shit what song on self-care you feel relates the best i have a song in mind but i'm not gonna tell you Cause if you think my song, me, I'm gonna be like, oh shit. 
the problem with self care, and it's not a problem, it's just the way you start a sentence sometimes when you need time to think about what you want to say. Um, <laughs> the thing with self care. Did you buy time? I told you, I get, as fast as I think it, it's the fast as I can say it. <laughs> but the, the issue with it is that um, it's a lot more real than I knew it was going to be. And I was like, yo, because like it was a collection of songs I made at a period of time. And I was trying to capture that. I was trying to soundtrack that moment and give it to people really raw. And then eventually I went back and still kind of like had to put that shit on there to make sure, you know, everybody, you know. Because at first it was supposed to be this raw all feelings album. So at first, the album started with Tuxedo Mask. That was song one. I wanted. To oh, it's sh- not song one anymore. No, I wanted to smack him in the head. Like <laughs> seven a.m. I'm getting text for attention. Like this is my life. Y'all got to understand this. Like right from the beginning. But then I was like, I make a lot of albums, so the sequencing and all and the way the journey it goes is important. So I was like, let me soften it up in the beginning. And so I think that um, the intro, self care, the first song. Okay. That was like the most organic song I ever made. I was sitting with my homegirl Kim and we was we were we were chilling. And I was trying to explain to her how the mics worked. And I was like, no, what you don't understand is when I have the mic on, I hear all these effects in my ear. So I started talking. I was like, yo, don't let nobody tell you how to handle yo. And I was just like, <laughs> but I could hear the echo, so I was just being dramatic so that it would sound good. But then I played it back and I was like, whoa. I was like, that sounds pretty that good. Sounds kinda high. <laughs> and then like we were literally just talking, and I was like, you know. You got to do what you got to do to make yourself feel better. Like, it's got to be a real selfish thing. Like, you can't ask anybody's permission to feel better. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to drink, if you smoke, if you shop, whatever it is you do, pray. Do it. And do it unapologetically. Do it selfishly. So, I don't take advice from people I'm doing better than was, like, the realest shit I could say. Because I was on my ass last summer. Like, nothing. Like, just broke up with his mama. No house, no job. Had lost one of my cars. Had a car. All this different stuff. And it was like... Even that's my lowest, because I've been low before, but even my lowest, I was like, I don't want to hear it from people I, I think I'm doing better than. I just don't. Like, I just, no. You know what I mean? Like, this is my It's self-care. a perspective. Like, I don't like what you're doing with your life, so I don't want to hear what you think I should be doing with mine. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, um, anything I think, then I think I can. That was stuff I used to say. Like, I'm like you know what? It's going to be all right, because I promise you, if I think I'm going to do it, like, everything you see around you was a product of conversations I had last summer when I was, like, on my ass with nothing. Like no job, I was on couches, and it was just it was just literally building everything back up piece by piece to get to where I'm sitting right now and stuff. And so the self care song was like the beginning of that process. Okay, that's when I finally was like, you know what, I'm gonna try to make music when I'm in the middle of it instead of waiting until afterwards. Right, it's 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 <laughs> beauty in the struggle, you know. Because yeah, I used to always have to be like, I can't be in the middle of this shit and rapping about it. Like, I can't be going through the struggle and then, like, yo, I'm stuck so hard. This shit crazy. <laughs> because for me, I always, because I've been up and down so many times in life, I know how temporary the bottom is for me. And I don't want to sit there and, and dwell in those thoughts in the bottom. But and this let time. Let it be murky. But this time, it was like, this is the last time I'm doing this. So I need to, like, feel this. I need to, like, tattoo it, diagram it, document it. And I need to lock in this shit. Because I'm never doing this again. So when it was supposed to be, originally I was supposed to spend the summer just chilling out, taking care of my baby. I was going to take the summer off from working. I wasn't even going to work all summer. I was just going to do my thing and just chill out. Then everything went to hell and it turned into a summer of rebuilding. So then this summer is supposed to be like the self-care summer where I'm just like chilling and getting my head together. Because last summer was crazy. Like I went on a road trip. It was wild. It was a lot. So I would say self-care. But there's some dreams don't come true. That's my favorite song right now. Dreams don't come true? That's a song I had in my head for years. Like, 
years. I've written breakup songs in my head for a long time. And I've always felt like, because I, I, I went through, after I got divorced, I went through like a string of like exclusive relationships because I didn't know how to like be single and date. So if I liked you, you was going to be mine. And I'm going to do right by, I do all the right things, but you end up in a serious relationship with people that are grown, that have dreams and yeah. you have dreams. It happens. You get addicted to, you know, the codependency. No, no, that that can be true too. That definitely can be true too. And it was just the idea that like, I thought I was going to marry people that I broke up with. I wanted to marry people I broke up with. We they were all. people I broke up with and I was like, yo, you are fucking this up. <laughs> like, I've talked to your dad. I've told like your guy cousins, like you are fucking this up. Like you have no idea that I'm going to have to walk away from this and you're making it that way. And like dreams don't come true. Like, there were things I wanted too. There were things that I was hopeful for too. Yeah. But people don't change, they grow. And if people don't grow, they can only change temporarily. So do you see it in a way like it was no love uh, no love lost, everybody just grew apart from you? Oh no, 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 no. Okay, I'm about to say that sound like I was a gonna lie. say uh <laughs> that sound like a lie. We're not gonna lie here. We ain't mm mm. Nah, I say it like this and it right or wrong. I don't think that there are a lot of people, and I'm going to say women specifically, I don't think that um, male, males have ego, we have pride. Yeah. Women have ego and they have pride too. Yeah. And I think the only way sometimes a woman can process being broken up with is to be the victim, is to feel like like you did something to her. Whether yeah. it's true or it's a phase it's, you have to go it's through. It's true, and, I, and I'm, I'm a, I do not take that uh, that motion as the best motion for a woman to make but i see women make that motion because you don't know what else to do your ego your pride hurts like what did you do to me i didn't do anything to you i have just had enough of this This. and someone has to have had enough you know what i mean like it takes a lot to walk away but at the same time by the time i've got my shoes on my decision is made man and and i have i'm sitting in it i'm either drowning in it or i'm swimming in it either way if i make that decision because i really do believe 110 isn't 110 until it's 120 so you'll never know exactly what the energy you're putting in to know if you needed to go 10 steps further unless you do it right but if i get to the point where my shoes are on oh shit man and Wrap it up, beep. <laughs> no I, I like to consider myself a pretty decisive guy. So long before I decided, I was deciding. You know, I was yeah. wondering. I was considering. I was looking at actions. I was. I'm sensitive to the to patterns to the point of almost telepathy. Like I'm very sensitive. Think when things happen more than once, it is a pattern to me. It can happen to you on Tuesday, Thursday, <laughs> Sunday, but to me, I know the pattern. I know that when this kick, I, I've seen it. It's like a I live in almost a constant state of deja vu sometimes, especially in relationships, because I see the signals, I see the things that have happened it's before. I see it happening so fast, I, so early. I'm like, and I do everything I can to try, like. I've sat down people. I've sat people down and read to them the things I've tried to do differently to them. Like I've sat down and said, look, okay, remember we would fight about this. So then remember I tried, I did that and da, 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 and look what it did. Super specific examples. But, but what does that tell you? That tells me that I'm, it's time to go. No, what that tells you is if these same patterns are happening and the people are changing, that's something that's, that's a constant somewhere that 
is not being acknowledged and it's either igniting in the other person or it's something on your side. That's a fact because what I, what I, what I often, what I've come to the conclusion is, is that you really can't control people. Nope. There's no, if you find any peace or security in your relationship by thinking you have control over someone, you have lost, you're losing in ways you don't even realize you're losing because there's nobody that's going to let you control them. And then just, they're going to walk in your control. Like there's not a woman, there's not a guy there. They are disobeying or they're, they're, they're doing something. They got somebody, whatever it is. Like, so I don't, I wouldn't want anybody that needed to be controlled or anything like that, but it's just the idea that people can like weaponize your happiness against you. Put that on a cracker and eat it. (laughs) They sure can. And like, just the idea that like when you, when you finally have had enough and like, because self care was originally the realest breakup album of all time. It was finally like, I wanted to present the guy's perspective, like a guy who regrets what happened too. Like, I don't, I don't do, I don't think I did anything wrong, but I still regret what happened. Like you still have all these regrets. Like I have a two year old, you know what I mean? Like you have all these regrets, but there's no avenue for you to express it. Like you just, you're just the bad guy. That's it. Like you're just the guy that hurt the nice girl that everyone likes that doesn't see how crazy she gets at three o'clock in the morning or how cripplingly insecure she is. Or you just, the things, the way she doesn't know how to communicate or express her abandonment issues, the way she projects all these things onto you, like the way she uses your relationship to build herself. All the, nobody sees those things. Like, because they're the women that get with you and not necessarily for you, who you are, because like they've done everything they were supposed to do in life. And now all they need is a man. It just sounds like a narcissist. What does? The woman. Well, yeah, like, and they don't, they don't see it that way. Like, oh, shit, they, ain't ne- they don't never see it. When you're in the middle of it, like... <laughs> it's never my When you're in the middle of it, you're like, wait a minute, this has nothing to do with me. At all. You just kind of wanted a guy to complete this picture, and I just happen to like you and be a good enough guy that's going to go through these motions and do right by you, but it has nothing to do with me specifically, what I want, the happiness, the idea. I had a line where I said, um, um, uh, uh, but somebody something about you you want to paint a picture, but I have some suggestions too. Like like we're both painting this picture, but you have this whole idea that I'm supposed to. But her just, picture doesn't include your input. It's just a it's a fill in the blank. Like it's a paint by numbers almost. This is like fill in fill in the body, but professional not your black input. guy, not the has a job, takes you know, this Yeah. And so then when you break up with her, it's like, Oh my God, what have you done? Like I can't believe you've done this to me and like oh you've and I used to, I spent a lot of time feeling terrible about breakups. Like, what did, what did I do? I was like, I mean, I wasn't happy and I told you and I expressed and I stayed for a long time and I went through all this stuff thinking that I, if I just stayed, you would, I mean, I've gone to therapy with people. I've gone to counseling with people. I've gone to weekend retreats with people. Like I've done all these different things, like thinking that, okay, well maybe if I do this and then at the end, it's like, that was never enough. And then breaking up with you was never the right thing to do. But if you know you're 110 was 120 essentially that just means it was the wrong person and that's what i try to explain to people you can be a nice woman i can be a nice guy we don't have to be for each other just because we're two nice people yep i have to want to be your person we can like each other we can date and i could be a great boyfriend but if that doesn't turn to me wanting to be that nigga if you don't make me want to be that if you don't make me feel like i want to be that nigga like then you're just a stand-in you can pour into people and just be an empty cup. And I've you done can. that. I've done that for people. Like I, because people think I, I'm people think I'm where I want to be because they look at me like where they want to be. So 
they're like, oh, you know, you've made it. I'm like, I rent this house. <laughs> like, what, what made what? You know what I mean? Like, the guy that I rent from's made it. I live here. You know what I mean? But <laughs> and then they get they get really distracted by thinking that like it's just a lot of insecurity manifesting itself in really strange ways in relationships. And so, like I said, self care originally was like the realest breakup album of all time. Like Breakup King was just yeah, like Tuxedo Mask was me. That was about a wild, not a wild. It, I don't have no wild situations. It was just a wild transitional time I for myself. Wilder than El Segundo. <laughs> but it's so like it was really about a couple different situations put all into one song. But like. It was real shit. It was me saying, like, look, I am really sorry that I just I wasn't a good enough guy. You know what I mean? Like, if you if I could have been better, maybe, you know what I mean? Like maybe back then, if I would have been the guy I was now back then, maybe we would have had more of a chance. But I'm sorry that I, we couldn't do that's these things. That's always the what ifs. You're so, always gonna have what ifs. You know? It's it's I feel like that's also a part of dating because the what ifs lead to better decision making or worse decision making. So it's like your discernment has to be on point because all of those what ifs be, can create something that was never supposed to exist. I can't stand a hypothetical though. Oh, well, I'm telling you right now, all them goddamn what ifs <laughs> nah, definitely I, I create scenarios in your head that you, I just got to see this play out. The only you thing know? I've learned is that like one, you really got to fucking like somebody. You like, do. It has to be more than an attraction. Um, because you can find a girl that looks exactly like the girl you want. They out there. Like, body type down to the feet size. Like, you can find a girl that looks exactly like your you dream can. girl. There is one man for every six women. So, you, you definitely can. About, and, about, <laughs> and it's like, but she will ruin your life. <laughs> like, she will ruin you. She had them Jedi life. mind tricks. That's what she would have. No, nah, she just might not be a fully formed person her damn self yet. No, nah, because we're might talking use, about what they look like. Like, the, the girl I'm talking about that that had me in therapy trying to figure out what I did to her. And I didn't do nothing to you. <laughs> that's what I that's what I found out after talking with Miss Dorothy for a while. Um, Thank you, Miss Dorothy. Shout out to Miss Dorothy. I got to go see her again. Um, she did so much projecting, like... She was the kind of girl that got a lot of attention for her body and was always the girl that, you know, and then, but it turned out that she was cripplingly insecure because of all the attention she got. And then she projected all that on me. So she would make it like. So, um, and I don't mean to clip you, but, oh, I'm pretty. Somebody told me I'm pretty and now I'm insecure that I'm pretty. Is that the sentence? Nah. <laughs> and if I'm going to keep it a buck, um, black woman, uh, Shaped like a grown woman real, real early in life. Oh, all right. Never mind. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. Since get she was it. like 11. You know what I mean? Always. I get it. Like real dumb. She had a situation at our job that we worked at. We met that um, her female manager were telling her she needed to sit down more at work because she was distracting people when she walked around. And that's kind of what got us together because I went to war for her over that. I, I was like, she told me that one day outside on a smoke break. And I was like, yo. I'll stand in that office with you. You need to get somebody else. In the, that is the craziest shit I've ever heard happen before. And this is a girl who wore pencil skirts down to her feet, cardigan sweaters in July. Like she, she was aware of you know. Oh, she how does she look? Black women, you know, black women stuff in the office. Y'all know how you can't help where you poking you at. You can't can. help none of that stuff. And so they telling her to sit down because 
So she's sitting at her desk all day, mean face, you know, why are you always so little, da, da, da? why you always look so mean, you know, the guy's doing all that. And I found out why she was looking that way because people were telling her to sit down all day. Like she'd get up and so, but her though, like she did a lot of projecting on me with her insecurities and stuff. And it made me really insecure. It was like, yo, what am I doing? I'm not trying to make you insecure. Like you're the one who gets all the, you're the one that when we're walking around and people and you can't go no like you can't even stand up without like that you but you're making it like I'm doing this stuff to get all this attention and I'm I'm it was just weird to me and like, it was strange like when I said I was barefoot at three a.m. in the parking lot that who I was talking about <laughs> <laughs> some of the wildest conversations I've ever had with a person from like two to four a.m. on a Tuesday night or morning whatever you want to call it and stuff but you just find out that people have this image and like sometimes you don't fit it and she was dope yeah. and. We kind of got forced together. I don't want to say forced together, but our job really wanted us to be together. I was like the single, just got divorced guy. She was the girl that everybody wanted, but was always single. And so we, but I was like, yo, she's dope. I'm dope. We are not for each other. <laughs> like, it is not working. Like, yeah. so that's what the tuxedo mask, breakup king, dreams don't come true. A lot of that shit was even baby daddy raps. Like, baby hey. daddy raps. Stuff doesn't go the way you want it to go, but you you roll with it and you, yeah, you do you do what you got to do with it. Like, so yeah, that's all. That's all. Maybe it was a really long answer to a question you asked twenty <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> but this is what we here to do. This is what we here yeah. to do. Because there was a lot of real shit in self care that, I, like, even when I listen to it, I'd be like, oh, I said that, but people are just hearing <laughs> it's the out lyrics there now, you know. And I mean, in the end, it's like this is a part of a release. So. If you take it for the way that you choose to express your art about how you were feeling, when you were feeling, versus, you know, other people who might not even know that they had that same voice and be like, you know what? God damn it, I understand what he's doing. Break up, King. You know what I mean? Like, just break up. Just wake up in the morning and go do your thing, man. Don't be stuck in no situation. Men or women, don't be stuck in no situation where you're not happy and you don't know how to make that person happy. Like, I used to try to make, I used to try so hard to make people happy. Like, I, I'm happy. I get whatever I want. I buy shoes. I got all the weed I want. I travel to Miami twice a year. I get what I want. What can I do for you to make you? And some people don't know what will make them happy. That's true, too. And they're miserable in ways they don't realize they're miserable. And so they don't really want you to be happy because they haven't figured out how they can be happy yet. And those people can ruin your life, too, in a lot of ways. Like, <laughs> it's really tough. And that's how they start weaponizing your happiness. Like, the reason I go so hard with music is because I've been in, I had been in relationships where people were resentful of how happy music made me. That happens. And especially were, if you're an artist. And they discouraged it. And, like... They, I, I don't want to say they openly discouraged it, but they said themselves that they did not encourage it as yeah. a form of discouragement. And if you're my wife and you're right next to me and you're like, and you know, I'm, do, I'm going to studios and writing music, I'm doing all that stuff and just kind of like, all right, you know, whatever. It kind of made me feel like she was trying to tell me to focus on like the family and priority and bills. Like, I don't want you to just, and at the time being a young husband, like I, I wanted her approval. I wanted her to feel, her to feel like that her husband was working toward her family and the, the family's goals. And so I kept, I was always putting music on the back burner. Like, I don't need to be rapping right now. I need to be focused on it. I don't need to be rapping. I need to get my shit together. I went to prison and came home from prison. I don't need to be rapping. I need to be getting my shit together. You know what I mean? Like, and I kept putting it on the back burner. I kept, but, but it's what makes me happy. So when shit hit the fan, it was like, I got to get back to doing the shit that, makes well, I need to be single for a while. And then I need to get back to doing the shit that like, yeah. You know, gotta gotta find out who I am. Like I didn't get a chance to figure out what I wanted to do with myself as a single guy because I kept stumbling into relationships and shit. Because 
I, I don't do casual very well. I don't either. I was like, it's not, I don't, I, I only want people around me that I, I don't want anybody around me that I need for anything. Like, I only want you around me because I want you around me. Like, I want exactly. you here. I want how you make me feel. I don't want any transactional relationships. I don't want any convenient relationships, situationships. And those happen. And you don't understand how you got there. Then you be like. Fall into, like, a comfort zone of, like, chilling and not really being anything, but kind of being something when you to get, like, I'm a loyal, exclusive dude. And, the, and it's funny that you say that because one thing that I know I've recognized out of, like, my ships, situations, etc., like, a lot of people lack companionship. Yes. So, because this is a skill set that's not necessarily taught, it's something that uh, you have to love that person. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you really have to love that person. Companionship is not something that people come across. So they don't know what to do when your partner is asking for companionship and you're like, well, what is it that I'm not doing? And it's like, first of all, just because, you know, I have dreams and you have dreams doesn't mean we get to ignore the dreams that we have with us together. Right. You have to nurture all sides. So, in a in a mindset of companionship, it's more like a, a push and pull. So I have to push you where you feel like you need to be in order for you to get these things done. You push me for me to get where I need to be. And we meet back in the middle to determine what needs to be pushed with us together for those things to grow. That's companionship. However, you have people who form relationships where it's based off of selfishness. So... Like you said, for example, you, she wanted a stand-in. She wanted somebody that was there, but that doesn't necessarily mean that she was going to be willing to push you. Right. You know, so unfortunately, in a lot of casual or uh, relay friendship or whatever, you find <laughs> this. <laughs> There's so many names for these There's situations. There's so many names. And I mean, I like relay friendship because a lot of people aren't friends in relationships. But that's just that's what I like the word. Plus, it's a play, and I like iambic pentameter. So one thing I found, shouts to iambic pentameter, by the way. <laughs> uh, one thing I found out is that one thing I learned about myself is that I can like you, and I can believe in you, long before I know you well enough to like you and believe in you the way I should. And so, one thing I figured out is that I oh. have to learn. I have to learn. I have to work harder and learn how to be people's friends first. So, are you saying that? When you see potential, that's what you see first. You yeah, see the potential I, I often, first. A lot of times, I see somebody manifest potential. destiny them, and you'd be like, "Whoa, I don't see you, girl. I see where you can go." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I see a version of you that you can't even see when you look at yourself yet. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I never put it that way, but when I say it like that, it sounds like a line. But like, no, nah, but but it sounds like the truth though. I I I, I want to be. I don't know how to be a friend. Well, I've had to learn how to be a better friend. Like yeah. I, I have a, um, I have an ex that we're friends now, and I felt like um, one, we got together too fast after my divorce, and so there was a whole lot of ba divorce baggage I brought into that relationship, a whole bunch of what I wasn't gonna do and put up with. And that hanging up on things was real. Like if you hang up on me, I'm never calling you back. It's you're gonna, I'm gonna decide one day to pick up the phone when you call me again, but I'm never gonna dial your number again. It's never happening. But that was some old marriage shit. That's because she did that shit to me. Not because I did it to her, because she used to do it to me. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck that. You're damn right. I ain't calling nobody back that hangs up with me. But um, 
But one thing we we talked about a lot was that like we should have been friends. Like I should have been your friend, but like I liked you a lot when we went on our first couple of dates, and I didn't know how to like. I don't know how to say this the right way. Expand one. I didn't know how to get you to not fuck other guys, so I thought if we were boyfriend and girlfriend. Oh well, we, that's real. That's real shit. That, that's didn't sound like a bad idea back then. No, but it's just the way that you would say it, of course. Yeah, but and I didn't the way say you're saying it to me is, you know, I mean, like I this was know. like. Three weeks of like really dope, consistent dates, you know, like real like dating and like going out and talking. And it was like a few weeks of that. And I was like really liking her again. And I was like, yo, I, I don't know how to I don't know how not to be insecure about what I want to know, what might be going on. We not hanging out. So what I'll do is, is I'll make a commitment. To show her where I'm at so she doesn't have to wonder. Like Instead of you just saying, you know. You probably out here fucking other niggas and shit. No. You know, you lie to me, yo. Because you know it's levels to this shit. You know, you I got dating and then you have uh, courting. You know, when you're in a courting phase that looks different. Then you have, you know, dating exclusively. Right. You know? And I didn't know any of those things. So I was like, <laughs> you want to be my girlfriend? Or no. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you want to just be my girlfriend? Like, cause I really like you and we're, we're spending a lot of time together and like, I'm not trying to be with anybody else. I'm not trying to like figure out what anybody else has to offer. Like, I really like to just give you my full attention. And so we ended up dating. Uh, we, you know, we had an exclusive turn into a serious relationship for a couple of years and then it didn't work out. Then, you know, at the time I decided that, the way things were going without getting into details. <laughs> but there was a long time after that, I felt terrible because she was a great girl. She is a great girl, but she was going through things and I was going through things. And one of us had to decide that this wasn't the time for us to be doing what we were doing at the time. Somebody got to call it. Somebody had to call it. And the lease was up. You know what I mean? So I'm oh, like, well, this shit. is... This is, this is, I mean, this is just the universe giving us an opportunity to do this in a really clean, easy way. So at the time, I even was like, it was almost like a countdown almost. It was like, hey, you know, um, you know, I've been trying to break up with you for a few months. It, ha- it hasn't really been working. Um, so let's just see what happens by the time this lease is up. You know, let's give the time that we share in space. Because I'm not, if I'm with you, I'm with you. I'm never like out in the streets like, oh, we broke up, but we still live together because of the lease. No, no, I don't do that. No. no. I don't do that shit. So I'm like, I'm here. As long as I'm here, you got me. I'm yours until you don't have me no more. But, you know, the lease was up. And so after that, there was a long period of time where, like, I had to just kind of accept being the bad guy in this girl's story and in her life. And then, like, six years later, we got cool again. And it was like, she was like, no, 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 no. I was tripping. Like, you did the right thing. Like, everything was, I, I, my life was fucked up. I, the things I was going through at the time, I had to go do all this stuff. Like, I, all this stuff I did to learn about myself after you and Cause I went to therapy, like I was fucked up too. I learned a whole bunch of shit. Like that, that relationship is kind of what made this guy. Cause I was like, yo, what did I do to her? How did I? And so after that, I was like, oh shit, god damn it, I was right. I was like, yeah, you know what? I did do right by you because it took you like six years to figure it out. But because when I was in other relationships, I don't talk to my exes. So if I'm with you now, like I'm not ever talking. I just out of that's just my line. That's my standard. We probably could be cool, all that stuff, but that's just the line I draw because I ain't never had an ex that just wanted to be cool. And I ain't never had a girlfriend that was cool with me having being cool with an ex. <laughs> Those two things have never happened at the same time before. Wow. So Lord. I just and then usually my ex thinks that I've like ruined her life by leaving her. Like I had an ex that saw me in the mall and was like, yo, it was cool, but you took the weed man with you. Like I was like, <laughs> 
Yo, the last thing your ex-boyfriend wants is you calling the old weed man. I promise you we don't yep. want you calling that nigga. Like, yeah, we broke up and now I got to get weed by some... Please, oh, are you crazy? Right. Now nah, I go to cop and you over there. <laughs> <laughs> like, ain't no way in hell. But I had a couple exes that was just kind of like, nah, when we broke up, I kind of went hard at you, like being the bad guy. And that was the only way I knew how to deal with it. And... And women do that. And so musically, I was like, oh, cool, because that really fucked me up. So now I'm going to make songs about it. <laughs> like, Why not? Feel for the fire. I had no idea that y'all, because I don't talk to my exes. I didn't know that things had turned around for them. It's only one ex that I am like, eh, about. But otherwise, all the other ones, honestly, I can, hey, and they'll be like, hey, what's up? I mean. I don't know if their girls be in the room, but I could at least call them and be like, hey, what's up? <laughs> I have exes I'm cool with now, and especially now that I'm single, that I t- I kind of this last year I kind of took the opportunity to talk to people that I would never talk to when I was in relationships. Like I really went just even the ex I was just talking about when I reached out to her, I was like my lowest, and at the time I always thought that when I reached out to her I was gonna be on my feet, like I was gonna be because I had been that nigga for a few years before all this happened. So I was like, <laughs> you know what I mean? When I step, I'm like, you know, I've been doing all right, you know what I mean? A little light work, couple call, a little job, couple trips. <laughs> But at the time, the way the universe worked, I was on my ass. Like, I was sleeping on my little cousin couch. My truck didn't have no power steering fluid, and it's a little hard to turn. Oh, Lord. The weed I had at the time, it got you high, but it stank. Like, it smelled. Like, it didn't smell good. When I was like, how the fuck do I end up with weed that gets you? So, I'm smoking it because I was doing the job, but if anybody else around, I'm apologizing. Like, sorry, man. Like, sorry, this is some man. shit I had got from me. Yeah, I ain't know where <laughs> it Trying to help from. him out. <laughs> so, when I hit it, it just ended up being perfectly, I was really, like, at my lowest. And that was probably the best way to step to her again. Not on some prideful, like, oh, I'm doing real good. How you doing? But like on some old, well, you know. Life's happening. It ain't everything. It ain't all peaches and cream. And then it's turned, come to find out, you know, as all ex-girlfriends, she had been watching. You know what I mean? Y'all, they have their ways of I don't do none of keeping that. Up. I, but, don't, I don't do the flashbacks. If they come back to me and they want to share their world, sure, fine. I don't, I don't been, go back photographing. It had been five years, though. I stumbled on this photo. Like five years of us not even talking. You know what I mean? So like, but that's when I found out. Like, I was like, oh, okay. Because this probably was the best way to do it. Because I, because I could keep it a whole buck about how I really felt about what happened and shit. And I, at the time, I had spent years just kind of wanting to apologize to her and just say, hey, whatever I did to you to make you feel like you wasn't as special as you are, it had nothing. You know what I mean? I, but when we linked back up, she was already there. Oh yeah. That was the difference between people changing and people growing. She had grown. Like you know what? That was the best thing that could happen because I learned so much about myself and I, you know, and I was like, wow, you know what I mean? Like, so if you had to say something to your exes based off of them listening to self care, what would it be? All them songs is about y'all. <laughs> if you hear it and you recognize it, it's about you. Any story I just told on this podcast right now, one of y'all, y'all have verses and, and songs on this album. I promise you that. Like, hold on a second. Yo, I did a verse about having a baby with somebody because I don't have a choice. That's what that verse was about. I was like, oh, with this Rover's Wave stuff going on. I was like, I can't listen. I this is not even. I didn't even want to segue. I was trying to play another part about the other girl from this song, but. Oh, sweet sixteen. This is for the kids that I didn't have. I let your mamas make the choice that I couldn't have. 
How I tell her not to have my kid And if I did, then what kind of promises Would I have to make for that new baby's sake So that she could feel safe while she baked my little bake No mistake, how could it be? The only reason y'all not here is because of me Real shit Right, right shit. Every time I hear that, I'm like, yo, did you write that on a rap? Real shit Because that was how I used to feel It was like, yo, if I get a girl pregnant, I've made my choice That's it like, once I come inside a woman, that's the decision. I might have made it six weeks ago, nine <laughs> weeks ago. But now, but, that she's, <laughs> but now that she's pregnant, the choice is the out choice of my is hand. Made. And that's what I'm saying. How do I tell her not to have my kid? And if I do tell her to have it, what kind of promise am I to make to you? I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be here for you. I'm going to always, we're going to go to school. What kind of lie do I got to tell you to have my baby to keep you from killing my baby? You know what I mean? Like, what? That was what that was about. And I was like, damn, that was a tough little eight bars I threw in the middle of a damn song. <laughs> but this next part was about the girl I was talking about. Because I couldn't Can think of that line. Can a good guy break a good girl heart and be the same good guy he was from the start? Maybe it don't work sometimes. Maybe it was fun at first, but now it's more like work sometimes. Maybe you want the title more than you want specifics. You want this more than I do, but I think I get a mention. And it's like you like the picture. Like the picture. Uh, I couldn't be a so other thing. I guess I was just getting some shit off on that one, but that was what I was talking about. Like, hey, like you might want it more than I do, but like I still get to say so in this. Like, yes, you do, and that's why now I proudly go around screaming, "I'm a, I'm a groomzilla." Like, I don't care what you want, I'm gonna get what I want too. <laughs> and it is a band and a DJ. You understand? <laughs> like, I, I want both. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I don't. Band it doesn't have to make sense. And a DJ. I need both. As a matter of fact, they can just rotate all night too. Like, they can do a couple hey, songs and the hey, DJ can come on. Hey, and hey. <laughs> whatever I want. You can pick the colors, the location, the amount of people at the all that stuff. But I just need a couple small things. That's it. But that was the idea behind that. Like, and this was in the middle of that breakup, kind of, because I was like, "Yo, can a good guy? Can I still be a good guy if I break up with a good girl?" Like, she's yeah. a great girl, but, like, because it was destroying me and my reputation. Like, it was like, yo, what are you doing to her? Why? I'm like, yo, if I, the only way I could defend myself is to destroy her reputation. Not, not, not even destroy, but, like, just put our business. I'm, it's not none of y'all business what happens, but y'all need to understand that if I'm leaving her, there has to be a good reason. Like, I don't, I shouldn't have to come to work and explain to y'all the shit she says and does at 3 o'clock in the morning on Wednesday nights. I don't know what it is. Like. Uh, she was a, she was a bartender. Fall in love at the same time, right? And she was a bartender, so she would get off of work at two, and then want to know what I was doing. And guess what I was doing? Sleep every single time. <laughs> every time, like without like, fail. I'm supposed to be up while you're up. And so there was a line I drew. I was like, "Yo, if you call me after a certain, I'm never gonna pick up that phone unless it's like she'd call and leave voicemails about all like, oh, so and so, where are you at? I'm like, I wake up at seven and be like, yo. Why are you calling Why me at three in the morning me? on a Thursday? Like, and I used to be like, yo, if you just want to come over, come over. Like, the door's open. Just come through if you want to come through. But don't call me. Like, what are you doing? Like, we have, we both have to be at work at seven thirty in the morning. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we work at the same job in the next day. But yeah, so it's just ideas like that. Like, you're a great person, but you got some shit with you. <laughs> you know Everybody I mean? got a little bit of shit stuff, right? And go handle that. And maybe somebody <laughs> else, somebody else is gonna benefit from a more fully formed version of yourself. And um, they're, they're going to be better and you're going to be better for that. But right now I have to move on. And like a lot of self-care really is struggling with the idea of having to move on from things that you wanted, but you have to let go of. Yeah. Like some things that we feel like serve us right. are not meant to be a long term sentence. 
because like if people don't even know how I believe strongly in the four C's. Four C's. Consistency, mm-hmm. communication, mm-hmm. consideration, mm-hmm. and commitment. Wow. If you apply these four C's to not just your romantic relationships, any relationship, friendship, work relationship, anything. If people can't be consistent, they can't commit, they can't consider, they can't communicate. You can't have any of those C's without the other C's. Very true. And it. When I started moving with those basic principles in mind and all my relationships, it just kind of, it left me with nothing but quality relationships in my life. The, the quantity changed, but there was yeah. nothing but quality left over. Like, people that are considered of you, like, I'm really impatient. Like, I really like somebody who knows that about me. Like, I like somebody who's punctual. <laughs> because they know me. Not because I'm going to bug out about it, because I'm just not good at waiting. The way my anxiety is, I'm not good at waiting. Like, I just, I've been waiting for you since, like, 2 o'clock. Oh shit, Jesus! Getting ready <laughs> mentally, like okay, yeah, I'm gonna do this, and then when Rod gets done with that, I'm gonna take him, and I'm gonna go pick up the like. I'm the only guy that's like got to drop off a kid, buy a car, like pick up some. I got the stuff I had to do before seven o'clock is like you wouldn't you wouldn't plan your day that way. But I just like I, anything I think I think I can. <laughs> like if I just why do it not? In, if I just do it in the right order, it can all get done. Like why not? so yeah just just shit like that man but that's what self-care was about just kind of getting some of those vulnerabilities and those regrets off and just telling people yo fuck her (laughs) like she don't have to like it like you have to like it yeah if you okay with yourself if you can live with because i did i couldn't live with myself until i realized that like no you did do the right thing and i was like yo what did i do to her i don't want to hurt her i didn't want to do anything to her i just i kind of wanted to let her go find somebody better or you know whether it was like get her shit together or find somebody that was better for her. like a lot of niggas want you and I don't like I need to move out the way yep you know what I'm saying let like, somebody else love you better than you me. single you got your own place you ain't got no kids you just you got degrees you got a great job and I'm just sitting here with you and I don't want you no more like you don't treat me the way I want to be treated I've had what you have to offer it doesn't fill me the way like I just somebody else you need to go find happiness somewhere else and I don't think that at the time at the time like I gotta get to <laughs> like I broke up with one of my exes on the way back from Miami once. Oh Jesus! We went down to my. That's what I would take you to Miami, but you're just gonna complain. We fought the whole. Like I had the first time I went to Miami, it was like on some humble homeboy shit. I'm skipping that story. So I was, like, <laughs> I was like, I gotta come back and do Miami the right way. So now I'm coming back to Miami with like a hype Williams video girl. You know what I mean? Like I'm like. This is how I want it. Like, I had been saving money five days, the Rolling Loud Festival. I'm like, this is it, yo. I'm about to go down to Miami and kill it with you. We about to kill this girl. Every single night we fought. Ugh. The first night we fought from 11, and I watched the sun come up in Miami arguing Ugh. with this girl. I said, there what was... About for fun. What is this, Mary J. Blige? Like, how you gonna be mad on vacation? Dutty rounding around all these Jamaica. I turned this plane around your ass, Kika. But I said, of all the things I wanted to do, of all the ideas I had about the sunrise in Miami, this I did it. not think that I'd be sitting here with the driest of mouths on the highest of floors in this luxury hotel or this luxury Airbnb arguing with your ass all night. Do you know we have a yacht tour around the mansions of Miami in two hours? And I still got to look at you. I done paid for all these experiences in advance. I mean, we got we fought after a yacht tour. We fought after jet skis. We fought after salsa and bachata lessons. We fought after getting back at 2 a.m. three nights in a row from a festival. We fought the night before our plane left at 6 a.m. We got back from that festival 
at what two thirty in the morning or something. Plane leave at six. We was in the airport two hours. We got and we was fighting that two hours of packing. We landed in Richmond. I ain't making to Williamsburg before I had. <laughs> we wasn't in Williamsburg. Like we <laughs> we had to drop our homegirl off somewhere in Richmond because our homegirl came. With, and that was the other thing. We it was three of us. So our homegirl just listened to us fight all night in Miami. Like every night, just being the cool third wheel, just like in the phone or boyfriend. No, they're just fighting, you know, just no sex. Just fights all night. Just like, fights all night. I went to Miami, had no sex that first time. None. Like, I'm sorry. I just, just thought that's where yeah, all my favorite wouldn't... porns were shot. You so know, I, just, like, uh, I, I just don't. You know, I seen what my IG do down here, but like, I just thought I could do a little. <laughs> but yeah, so like, we, I dropped a homegirl off. We wasn't even in Williamsburg if I was like, yeah, this is. This ain't it, Chief. Like, you took me from my ex, and then two years later, I got to break up. I couldn't even make it back to Hampton before I was like, nah, we're not doing this no more. Just no more. Like, the following um, Rolling Loud Festival, <clears throat> similar situation without getting into the details. <laughs> See, them details is where he be like. <laughs> his, his mama. His mama. <laughs> I said, yo, you heard all them stories from last year. Like, I was calling you and telling you how bad it was going. And you waited until we got to Miami to feel salty about the fact that I was here last year with somebody else. That don't work. That don't work, Chief. I was like, yo. If I went to Applebee's last year with somebody, (laughs) you'll never eat Applebee's again. (laughs) I take you to Miami, but you're just going to complain because it's my umpteenth time. You know what I mean? That's where that line came from. Because, like, now this is the third year in a row I've been to Miami. The first year was Humble Homeboy. Didn't have no money. Like, I had got to Miami with $100, and I got I ended up to Miami to the hotel. I had $30 when I got to the hotel. Jesus. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be here for five days and have $30 right now. Like, So the second time was with home. The third time was with him. And I'm like, is this where y'all stayed? You know this is not where we stayed because you helped me get the place I stayed last year. It's like, oh, are we doing all the same stuff? You well, you know, I'm doing some of the same stuff because last year it wasn't fun. I so I, I, I thought I was it. coming back with my best fun. So that was three years in a row that I didn't get a good trip off. This last, and then the pandemic hit, and then so this weekend was my first time going down there and having a good time, like stress free. Stress free. The most stressful part was trying to shoot a video myself, <laughs> and um, I'm just too shy because I, th- I shot all these clips and then I had to like look at myself. And I was like, oh, this is me? Like, <laughs> No, sir. No, sir. This is why you pray the professionals to do what the professionals do. <sighs> this came, bay. Looking for this thing, You know, I, and I could, I could click on stuff, but it's just like, no. Okay, so like this clip right here, I'm getting ready to show you, right? This is an exclusive clip from uh, the Biscayne Bay video. Exclusive. This is me <laughs> looking for Biscayne Bay. I'm looking for a best game. <laughs> so when I looked at that clip, <laughs> he's like, nah, like, bro, this ain't it. <laughs> like in my head, it looked like way different. You know what I mean? Like when Hype Williams do it and it's like, oh, tenet- uh, like pensive and they're looking off like I'm looking for. But me, I had like like some lint on my face and like it was, it was really close. a tribe called Questville. <sighs> so, yeah, you know, so what I did do a good job, though, was is getting all the most beautiful montages of Miami scenery. Oh man, that is beautiful. This is literally sunrise on South Beach in Miami. Wow. Something I've tried to show several women that I could never get that off. So I, I just had to go. I had to just go do it. But like just shit like that. Like 
you know, and so uh, Friday I'm going down to Juan's studio and I'm going to shoot some new performance pieces of me rapping the video. And okay. then we're going to use these clips to kind of... Loop it around. Yeah, but like the, the waves That's slapping beautiful. on the beach. Come on, man. Like, I was really excited. Like, in the Ubers, oh, my, my video was coming out so good in the Ubers. Like, look at this. This is like literally how, like, bad boys looks when they it drive. It is. In. That's just how everywhere looks. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go down to the beach. I'm going to shoot all these cool little clips. You know what I mean? And I'm going to get all this footage. This is on a train. The train's free, which was awesome. That's Biscayne Bay. Like, I'm looking for it. There it is. Like, I got all the clips I need until I show up. The humbles. You see what I'm saying? Like, as soon as it's me. <laughs> As soon He's as like, it's I'm not me, it. <laughs> like the whole video is lit until I show up. Now I take a couple good pictures that work for the video. Like, you know, I got a couple of like decent, you know, I'm standing outside feeling the vibes, you know. You know, you've seen this one. This is pure joy face. That's like a thing for me, pure joy face. Whenever I'm real happy, I do the big cheesy. Cause it's yep. supposed to be the idea of like, you know, but then I got some real cool walks in the sands, you know what I mean? Walking in the sand. Okay. Cool footprints. <laughs> like it's gonna look cool when the time comes, but then like, <laughs> then like sometimes I talk. It'll be great. It'll be great. Wait till it all finish coming together. And it wasn't out because they took a, it. Came out Saturday instead of Friday. You mother. Yes, it did. <laughs> so anyway, I'm not go over all that. I've got to rant and vent a little bit about exes, um, which I don't usually do. Um, you had to get it off your chest. No, nah, I treat my exes with the highest esteem, though, to be honest with you. Like, I don't like to say anything negative about them because I really do believe that, like, some of these people just wasn't the right time in each other's lives. Like, yeah. And a lot of that shit was my fault, too. Like, I was young. I didn't know how to be nobody's friend. I only knew how to be I only knew how to be what I thought what a good boyfriend was. But I didn't know how to really give a fuck about you. Like, That's two different things. It's two very different things. It's two. <laughs> There's a difference between, hey, you're going through a lot and maybe we shouldn't be in a relationship right now. And... Hey, what can I do to help you? What can we do to get through this together? That's literally the difference of it. Like, because yeah. in one situation, I was like, wow, this is a lot. I don't know what to do. Maybe we shouldn't be doing this right now. I'll make that decision for us. And in hindsight, I wish I I wish I'd have done things differently. I wish I'd have known what I know now. And I wish I could have been there for her more. But I would have had to have liked her more to want to be there for her more. <laughs> right. And some things you just you just cash out. Remember Dane Cook used to be like, he's just not that into you? Yep. It's true though. Yo, that like shit the used to be. It, was, it used to be so amazingly simple. It was like because I used to tell that to women too. Like they would like, oh, how do you like? Especially when I was in a marriage. Like I was like, that was like hitch when I was married. Like, oh my god, what should I do? And I used to be like, oh, it sounds like he don't like you that much. That's when exactly I, what. It when is. I like somebody. Like I'm there. I'm doing like. There's no questions about whether I like somebody. When I like somebody, like you ain't got to wonder where I'm at. You, I don't. There's no excuse why I don't text you back for two days. That doesn't happen when I like you. Like I'm in touch. Like you know, you probably yeah. just don't like you that much. Maybe he, now I would say maybe he needs more time with you to develop like you better, more. But essentially, you, but just fucking somebody's not gonna make him text you back fast. It sure ain't, and it, it especially <laughs> when you treat it casually. Like, <laughs> it don't keep you. Like you, well, you, make get in, you shape you. You get in situations where you like, oh, I thought this was just like I thought it was just fucking. Like I didn't know you needed attention and shit too. Like because sometimes a woman will make you feel like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I just want. Didn't we date. talk about that word companionship? Right, like I just want them there. I ain't know. You know what I'm saying? You add that to your four C's and make them five. Mm -mm. 
There's no fifth C. Yes, it is. There's no fifth C. Yes, it is. Maybe they equal companionship, but there's no fifth C. I've had to stand on that for a long time. A lot of y'all been trying to add C's to my four pillars. Mm-hmm. Companionship. You gonna mm-hmm. add that? C, it's not the y'all. same thing. Companionship can be encompassed by consistency, commitment, consideration. All those mm-hmm. things equal companionship. So those you four can C's be stand. consistent and still not be a companion. This is true. Circle. This is true. Oval, oval. You could be consistently an asshole. Rectangle, square, square, rectangle. Like, there's a lot of ways you could be consistent that are negative that also lend itself to the four C's. Like, if people are consistently pieces of shit, Mm. it works the same way. Like, it's like the way they figure out planets. Like, they don't see the planet, they just see the way everything acts around it. So, they're like, they know something has to be there. Like, it's the same way with the four C's. It's like, oh, oh, well, if you're not consistent, then clearly you're not communicating, clearly you're not considerate. Clearly, this ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Shit, like that's a C. Clearly, <laughs> but no, that's why it's it's got me a long way. And I do wish that I, I was I felt that way in relationships before because I probably wouldn't have went. Like you know, sometimes you get caught up in committing more. Like you don't know what to do to fix a relationship, so you double down on the commitment. Yeah. Like, you know, this shit fucked up. You smother it. But let's move in together. Right. <laughs> Maybe if we see each other every day, we will. Stop fighting so much when we do see each other like, because I see dumb shit happening, but the dumber shit that's gonna fix all the dumb shit. Yeah, like let's double down on this dumb shit. Like seriously, like I've doubled down on dumb uh, several times, and you know I, the result has been beautiful. But you know, you wish you had got there differently. Like I could have <laughs> done this. I could have done this equation. You know, this is a commutative thing. I could have added eight plus seven instead of seven plus eight and got the same thing. You know, right. There's a lot of eights out there, if you get what I'm saying. Like, you ain't the only eight I could have made this 15 with. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I should have just... <laughs> I should have broke that fraction down a little further. <laughs> Got to the lowest common denominator. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You wow. No, but like I said, it's just like... It's just learning that type of shit about yourself and figuring that out. And we definitely... will definitely have to continue these sessions um, mm-hmm. beyond because... Um, now that I feel like I've said way too much, really, I'm only okay with it because it's my platform. Like, <laughs> nobody listens to my shit, so it's cool. What I'm you gonna mean? get this shit over. But we got to get in yours too, because like, oh. Oh. there's a side of this story that needs oh. to be told. Because oh. I have questions too. Oh. You know what I mean, like, there are things I be wanting to know as well. Oh, what do you? What do you want to? You know what I, I really be wanting to sit down and talk to a woman about. That I haven't done before. About what? Just like now, really. Now, full disclosure now. I am a co-host of Kush Curves and Conversation. Okay. I really just wanted to get into like the real insecurities niggas have. Mm. And like I'm secure enough to use myself as the stand-in for niggas insecurities because I've had them too. You know what I mean? Like So you so so give me a question. I just deal with it differently. And we're back. What we're going to do here is we're going to have a real quick question game, a five-minute lightning round. The rules of the question game are as follows. We can ask each other questions. She cannot ask me the same question I ask her. For example, if I say, what is your favorite color? She says red. She can't ask me, what is my favorite color? But if I say, what is your favorite color? She says red. And then she asks me, what is your favorite animal? I say giraffe. She can then ask me what my favorite color is as long as she doesn't do it consecutively. The winner of the question game gets whatever they want from the loser of the question game. So the object of the question game is to just let the time run out without without me laughing all the way <laughs> without not being able to ask a question. You just have to ask questions to the end. 
So we got about 15 seconds before the timer starts. Um, gather yourself. The questions can be about anything. They don't have to be specific. They don't have to be uh, deep. They can just be anything. And uh, I think that I'll start. Okay. What's your favorite day of the week? Saturday. What do you look like when you're upset? Eat your Elba. <laughs> what was the what type of car did you drive? What was your first kind of car? A Hyundai Elantra. Oh, gosh. What is your favorite month? November. What's your favorite ex's name? Ew. Um, what? Well, there's an answer to that question, or there's not an answer to that question. Then you Mm. lose the question game 30 seconds into it. Charles. Charles. Okay. Oh, damn. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What is a state you've always wanted to live in? Live in Washington State. Okay. If you had to guess my... Type, what would it be? I answered this question uh, before. <laughs> <laughs> um, wait, that means I had to be paid a fucking check. Um, On the episode of the podcast, we had there was a segment where we were talking about our types. Yeah, I would think a Sapio. A Sapio would be your type. Oh, gosh. That's a great answer for somebody who's attracted to intelligence. Yeah. Right. No, that's a great answer. Um, it's it's my turn. Go ahead. It's my turn. Mm-hmm. Um, Pepsi or Coke? Oh, Coke, because you couldn't, you shouldn't put rum with Pepsi. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I feel like pass me that soda. I'm just, I'm just saying just, you. I'm just saying you shouldn't. I'm, I'm not saying it doesn't happen. I'm just saying you shouldn't do it. <laughs> Coke is for rum. Uh, Pepsi is for other things. Um. What's your favorite color? Black. Hip hop, jazz, or neo soul? Hip hop. If you had to pick a number that represented you, what number would that be? Seven. Okay. You feel lucky? That was my number when I crossed. That was my number when I um, came down here from D.C., um, seven has been in my life a lot. Okay. Okay. Um, damn, I had one and then it killed. Okay. I always have I, to remind <laughs> you of the stakes. I know. Um, Wait, no, no, no. I got one. Okay. Strip club or titty bar? There's a difference? Yes. I'm not a big fan of either. <laughs> um, but I guess I'll go with the strip club. Okay. Because, uh, when I went to a titty bar, it was a terrible experience. And when I went to a strip club, I was like, oh, okay. Oh, oh okay. That's what we do it. The best experience I had in a strip club was with women. Yeah. Uh, with a bridal party. That's typically what it's oh going to be. Like, I, I only go with a group of women. We went to a strip club for Tasha's birthday. We went to Atlanta and went to Blue Flame mm. for Tasha's birthday. Mm. Had a whole segment. I got no picture. Did y'all have to pay to get in? Yes. Yeah, it's weird how they treat women going to the strip clubs. Um Have you ever been to a naked sipping paint? Yes. I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Your turn. <laughs> I don't like that. Um, 
like that. He said, I know it. Because I'm surprised that all of you have been. <laughs> every one of you. We 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 did one ourselves. Yeah, every single woman has been to one now. Like you just be like, you ever been naked? Like, oh, I didn't know he was gonna be naked. You know, it'd be like that. Yes. But like they just stumble onto accidental dicks. But anyway, um, favorite card game. Spoon. It's an old country game. You know what spoon is? I know spoon. Okay, yeah, that's my favorite shit. Um. I didn't want to say spades because it's not my favorite. I'm just I just know how to play it. But listen, listen, don't 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 do that. I mean, I'm good. You know what I mean? Don't get it don't, fucked up. Don't do that, then. I'm not gonna start nothing. Be a spades tournament at the family reunion. Um, and wood. What would you name a son? Tamias. Any apostrophes in that? No. Okay, just that's just a follow up question. Your turn. <laughs> um, would you have more children? With the woman I'd marry. How many children do you want? As many as I can afford. <sighs> that used to always be my answer. I mean, I think it's logical. Or or maybe some people don't think it's logical, but it's like <sighs> like if you have one and you'd be like, Whoo, shit's getting tight. Well, I guess we The only one. thing I changed <laughs> only reason I changed it is because I got two baby mamas. <laughs> but if I get married to somebody, somebody said they won't be worse than I give I give them all the kids they want from me, I don't give a damn. Like they still want to have kids on them seventy or some shit. If you still, Ooh, can. Hugh Hefner. Um, last question, and you survived I this five minute lightning round. Um, so is it my turn or your turn? It's your turn. You started it and you ended. Is there a man in your life right now that you see a future with? No. I guess you get the final question. Um, if you had to choose, okay, so. Oh, boy. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, so. Better make it good. It's the last one. Sativa or Indica? <sighs> That's easy. <laughs> if I can remember the <laughs> I think it's sativa. I think it's definitely sativa. Whatever one makes you happy and feel good and not like sleepy and high and none because <laughs> none of it, none of them do that shit to me. Like, right? Are they all just? It's all just weed to me. It's but just the, it's sativa just every now and then will make me more talkative and make me a little more. Like sometimes sativa make me smarter. Like I get real nice on sativa sometimes. Like I feel brilliant. Every now and then. And then sometimes when you drink, right before you get drunk, right there at the beginning of your buzz, there's like a, mm-hmm. there's like a moment of brilliance in there where like you've, you've cleared your thoughts and like Facts. you're as sharp <laughs> as you're ever going to be. It's usually like 6.45 <laughs> at a night out. Like if it's a week night out around 6.30, you'd be like, oh shit, yo, you know what? I just realized that, da, 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 da. but then by 7.15, you fucked up. So. And be like, well, here we are. <laughs> you survived the question game. I did. You don't owe me shit. <laughs> I had ideas. <laughs> <laughs> anything is anything, ain't it? And it's goddamn. <laughs> Next time. All right, what you got for me? So you said that you uh, got some questions. So, like, am I in the hot seat or is are you in the hot seat? No, 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 no. Like, like on a different show. Like on a different show. Okay. I was like, wait. Okay, hold on. Let wait me, a okay, minute. just for an example, just okay. just because I don't want to act shy about example it. Example me. Okay. How do you deal with a dude, like a guy comes to you and says, 
trying to think of something that that's a good one. Okay, how you deal with niggas that are jealous about or insecure about what you put on your Instagram and like niggas posting on your Instagram or liking your pictures? Like, how do you deal with like? Is it really just supposed to be the nigga supposed to get over it? Like, what's the? How does a woman, from her perspective, when her man comes there and says, "Yo, all these niggas liking your pictures," or why you be having your, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know because it's not something I be giving a fuck about, but. Um, to be honest with you, I haven't had that interaction happen to me, so I might not be the best person. However, just insecurities in general, like how do you deal with your guys insecurities like that are unreasonable? It depends on what insecurities there are. Illogical, like who that nigga you work with? No. Um, well, I have had that in a lot of scenarios and I'd be like, he over there, I'm over here. Fuck is your problem? But you know. Um, a lot of the times, especially, well, I get, it just depends on the female. So I can interact with people and it just be interaction. However, in a relationship to somebody who might be looking at me in like that isolated mindset, it's automatically, who the fuck is that? You know? So. Is it ever flattering? To what? For I got to be like jealous and insecure in some ways, like. Like, yo, why was you on that nigga face? Like, you ever like, oh my God, like, you're jealous? Like, you think that? Once. And the only reason why I say once is because um, at the time, he was talking to somebody else that we both mutually knew. Mm. However, every time some shit went wrong, he was coming to me asking me about her. And the more that he communicated with me, I guess I was just better. So it came out better. You know, it came out kind of weird because I ain't stepping on nobody's toes. I'm so sorry. I don't. I don't do that shit. If if you with him, you with him. That's what. That's right. that. But um, in that setting, he was upset that he didn't learn me before interacting with her. So every time there would be like a function to gather or anything, we're all together. Um, me and her are not like like ultra close, but I, you know, I just know her. Interact, yeah. But um, anytime we were in a setting or a gathering with both her and him together, I would just get these text messages, and he'd be like, "Why am I sitting over here? I don't even know why she's here. I'm ready to take her home." That's messy. Isn't it? Isn't it? So I'm supposed to look at you. In a different light, because you're sending me information like this, well, you could turn yo, right crazy, back around and do the same shit to me. You're literally hopping from from crotch to crotch on that type of mindset. Damn, should have learned you before I learned her. Man, get the fuck out of here. Man. That's some bullshit too. Yeah, it is. Now, if it is a point, it's some where game. It's some game, like a motherfucker. Though. It is game, but like, if man. it is a point to where it's like. Like, let's say I didn't receive any of that information. And let's say some time went on, you know, they split or whatever, time went on, and then he approached me, I would look at him different. Yeah, you'd be more receptive. I would be, but not in the sense of... Because it is all about how you step. She riding your dick at the end of the day, (laughs) sir. That ain't got shit to do with me, and I'm over here to the left. And just kind of keeping you on the line, like, yo, like, I'm interested, but, like, I can't, but I can, like... Man, if I just if it was Tuesday instead of Thursday, yo, it'd be so different. Like, I don't, I don't really, and, and see, men are insecure about the weirdest shit. 
like had a guy who was insecure the fact that I like to go get pedicures. I'm sorry. There was a lot of places I was worried about you taking that sentence and you said pedicures. I know. Pedicures. Yep. Because his former girl worked in porn and she was a foot model. Yo, people, niggas always have a wild excuse for their insecurities, too. Like, no, nah, yo, it's crazy, yo, because, like, yo, my mom used to be a hooker, so she would bring Johns to the house, so now I don't be liking when I see you with niggas. <laughs> right, it just be one run-on sentence of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's what it sounded like when you were saying that. You was like, you know? no, but she worked in porn and she had to put things, so now, you know, when you go get pedicures, it just makes me happy. Bro, that sounds like work you need to do. It sounds like work you need to do. Like, I don't go in women's purses, and the reason I don't go in women's purses is because I found condoms in my wife's purse once. So oh, I was shit. like, right. And so now I'm like, yo, I'm never going to nobody's purse. But like, that's not everybody else's fault that my wife was old. You see what I'm saying? Nope. So it's that, that baggage you bring along with it. That's that baggage you carry over. But that's when he has to do some work. People have to do that work yeah. themselves. You got to give people a full chance and shit. Like the inse- Okay, so here's a major one. The insecure part about men that I wish men would understand. And I can't even say it's not relative to straight men or, you know, the community, you know, um, stop being insecure about if she's going to love you, if she's going to leave you. What do you mean? There are a lot of men. I think if they fall off, the girl going to leave them or some shit? No, there are a lot of men who play limbo because they don't know how to make a decision. Mm. And that's an insecurity to me because the only reason you're not making decisions is because you've got her in a in a space that you have access to her. Yeah, but you say, don't. Yeah. But you don't want to own. Excuse me. You don't want to own her emotionally, or you don't be want responsible to for that shit, yeah. ex, or be responsible for Do right her by her the right way in the same fashion that you are hoping that she's not fucking somebody else. Or, but that's why he got you in that position. Exactly. So you no, put no, 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 no. The, I'm not ready. But hold me down. Yeah. And the moment Tracy smells that shit, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. Because I'm going to check you on either you want to be here or you don't. And that's why I don't even... Well, I don't want to say it the wrong way. I don't want to say it in the callous way. But that's why I'm careful about how close I let people get to me. I agree. And you should be careful. Not just because of the fear of getting hurt. Listen, if you're going to love, you're going to hate. And... And it might not necessarily be the the person that you wanted to hate. You might well, let me not say hate. Hate's a strong word. If you love, you can lose. And you might not be prepared to lose the person that you thought you were going to lose. Right. But baby, that's the fucking game. That's it. That's the game. That's that's the game, rather. Marriage, widowed, uh, three pieces. It's, it's the game. That's how I know when I really uh that's why I know I'm getting serious with somebody. When you like have like when you really love somebody, there's like a um, for me sometimes there's like a desperate a desperation that like appears in your heart like I can't lose her, like oh my god like and you just like hey, I'll do anything like anything to make you happy because I don't want to lose you. That's what kind of one of the things that love feels like to me because it's almost like a panic you get like like could somebody else possibly make her happy? Like could she leave me because I'm just not good enough to her? Like I can't let that happen. Yeah. However. That that same amount of limbo is another insecurity. True. Because if you was doing what you were supposed to be doing, you wouldn't be worried about leaving no matter what. Period. Yeah. Like it's it's another was- level of it. And um, it also makes for like, so you're scared of losing me, right? If you're scared of losing me and losing access to me. 
my resource exactly it's it's not even necessarily ownership of the person it's more of the resources that that person provides to you so what the (laughs) if if i could take this another direction oh shit jesus okay because sometimes as a guy right trying to be do the right thing like you'll meet a girl and you know that you're not in position in your life to be whining and dying and you're not in position in your life to take her from anybody else that might want her that's how you feel as a guy like i can't go take you to miami i can't take you out to put drinks in a dinner that might a date that might be 150 200 i can't do it so i shouldn't even be trying to have any time of day with you because i know i can't do those things right but then sometimes a woman will see you and say, I don't care about that shit. It's all about yeah. you, baby. It's, it's all it's about all the D. About that's, you. That's, that's when it's all about the D. Okay. But then what happens is, is like, when it doesn't work out or, you know, when things start not going well, they feel like they've done these things for you. And if you if they don't feel like you've reciprocated at the time where things start going, so now it's like you've you've taken from them and they've they put into they've done all these things. So now it's really important to me not to let people get too close and then also to make sure I'm not around anybody and I don't get close to anybody because I've needed them in any way, shape or form. Ugh, that's not like, safe. That's not safe. You need people every day. Well, like you need people. I only every want day. the person I want is the person I want. I want to want them, not need them. I don't want to okay. want to be with you because we share a lease because you pay half the bills because no, it, that type of thing. Like you, you want, you know, an interdependent person. And I don't think that that's bad, but that's not the first person you meet when you meet people. Nah. When you meet people, the first person you meet is, so what the fuck you going to do for me? What have you done for me lately? <laughs> that's the person you meet first. And then on rare occasions, you might meet a person who's like, hmm, I see potential. I know when I like somebody when I'm like, okay, let me show her who I am. You know what? She yeah. thinks she knows me. She thinks she likes me. She thinks she likes what she can see. Okay, let me show her who I really am. Let me introduce myself in the way that I would introduce myself. And it's funny because music is like the very last thing. Because I don't think that anybody can understand my music until they kind of get to know me first. And then when you hit the music, it kind of makes more sense. But like when I just play the music, I I don't want to talk about music. <laughs> 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 oh, the malarkey, the double entendre, really? But uh, yeah, so nah, it's always important for me for somebody for me to like somebody for who they are and for them to like me who are. not because of what they think I have or what I can do for them or they think that I can give them free cable. <laughs> hack their student Who's loans. date you for free cable? <laughs> hack, hack their student loans. Uh, just <laughs> you know, I'll be waiting on you at the door. <laughs> I be like, time. look, you hacking student loan. Listen, listen, it's a line, goddamn it, and I'm gonna be. Y'all better get your asses on the set. I started this <laughs> shit. <laughs> I was talking to this girl once, and we had been talking, and I had been making it clear that I had no interest in coming to her place, and I had no interest in trapping her into coming to my place, like, cause you know, guys can be creepy yes, about shit can. like that. Like, guys is always trying to come over and move in with you and shit, mm-hmm. or they always trying to whatever. So uh, one day she was finally like, hey, actually, could you stop by and uh, smoke maybe, you know? Cause we would meet up and smoke. We would go play, take nice walks, real cool shit. The girl that ended up becoming my girlfriend in three weeks. And so she was like, before she was my girlfriend, she was like, can you come over and help me with something? And like, I'm newly dating. So like, I've been married for like nine years. I had been in that relationship for 13 years. So I'm like, oh, she want me to come over and help. Me. I'm like, oh shit. What? What's help? <laughs> is this, is this how, is this how, is this how like grown, uh, got their shit together. Women invite you over for some, you know what I mean? Is it that is it time for that? Is this what's getting ready to go I down? I need you to make a run with me to Lowe's. So when I tell you <laughs> I went build some shit. So I went when I mean when I tell you I went and got a haircut, 
Like I got cleaned up. Like I thought I was. I thought we was going. I thought we was getting ready to get down for the first time. So I'm like, all right, I'm ready. It's been a few weeks. A lot of days. So I'm like, okay. <laughs> She's saying, come through. I'm like, I'm ready to come through. <laughs> I mean, I got a haircut. Like I, I got. I bought a purple shirt because her favorite color was purple. Like was ready. You know what I mean? Like it's. I was married. You know what I mean? So that's, this is like the first time. You know what I mean? Like this is the first time I've been dating somebody. Inviting me over to the house. I had never been to her place before. So I'm like. Think she's gonna have like candles and like I thought it was gonna be sexy. She was like, "Hey, can you look at my cable box?" <laughs> I was like, "What's wrong with it?" Because <laughs> you know, like, oh, oh yeah, what, what sure. Is this is it like I seen porn? Is this how it starts? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. what's wrong with it? I got you. She was like, "No, nah, I just wanted to see if you could like get more channels on it." I said, "What you mean, like?" Like what? Do you want me to call Verizon and see and talk to them for you to get you a better deal? She's like, no, you can't like do something to it. Do something to it. Like what? (laughs) Like what do you want me to do? So yeah, um, that was the awkward almost first time (laughs) that happened. So that people get the wrong idea because you just say IT like it's enough, but like there's mad different shit you could do in IT. It's a genre. (laughs) It was just hilarious that like I was really ready and she really wanted me to hack her cable box like. A Verizon Files box, like I don't get channels. All these channels I see, I don't get them. I'm like, well, you got to call them and ask for that. Like, I think it's like an extra seven ninety nine a month. You was troubleshooting. Yeah, I'm like, well, you just got to pay them. You know what I mean? Like, it's a package deal. You don't got VH1 in your package, so you can see it. So, but, they, mean, but right, oh, okay. And then we smoked and all that shit. But yeah, it, it was just it was hilarious. The the because I I had no idea what I was doing when I first dated. Just no idea. I was just really trying to be the best guy I could be and set expectations, like and manage and set expectations. Yeah, but like, you have to. If you keep telling somebody you're gonna be there, then eventually you're always there, <laughs> and then that's your girlfriend. Like, and then you look up and it's like, oh, we're dating now. Like, I had broke up with one girl, and then the girl I was telling you about, like, we started hanging out and stuff because I was single now. And then one day we were leaving the happy hour, and uh, you know, because she was a girl that got a lot of attention. So we we stumbling out of this happy hour. Like, it's the dumbest Tuesday drinking I've ever done in my life. <laughs> I'm blank. I'm like, I could barely see. I think they was giving us cheap liquor all night, whatever. And the, the bouncer was like, yo, that's you right there? I said, her? No. <laughs> I was like, no. Oh, my God. Like, that's my coworker. Uh, and everybody was like, oh. I was like, Psh, I work with her. Man, she was so mad at me. And I was like, what happened? She was like, we are together. Like, you taught me you're a coworker? Like, we... Da, 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 okay, you well, thank you for telling me. No, nah, I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that was like, three weeks later, I was in another damn relationship for two more years. So it was like, oh, okay, here we go now. This shit. Like, I just kept getting caught, but I didn't know what to do. I didn't. I thought that's just how you was nice. Like, you was like, okay, I'll be your boyfriend. Because, like, we've been together, so I don't want you to think that I don't want to be the, with you. This time was in vain. <laughs> I was like, well, you know, I kind of felt like I was kind of taking hostage a little bit, but oh you know, shit, no, I was just joking. She was cool. <laughs> she didn't work out because she was a fucking crazy Virgo. That's all that was. But anyway, Virgos are crazy. But no, nah, so um, definitely we have to continue to have these type of conversations. Yeah. Um, it's one of the dopest conversations I've had in a while. Uh, what I can felt I so say? shy, and now I'm talking Mm-mm. about people that are going to see texting what I tell you? and cussing at me. You. you don't think nobody listens to your podcast so you talk about somebody? Yep, and then everybody knows. <laughs> like that's my son's not my oldest son's mom, right? She has never supported music, never supported podcast. Her name comes up on the podcast, I'm getting a text message. Like, oh, heard you was talking about me yesterday. She's oh, quoted me on the pod shit. before. Like, she might want to then watch your podcast now to see what I say. I'm like, 
Nah, I'm speaking my truth. <laughs> History's written by the winners. Uh, <laughs> you want to tell your side of the story, you're going to have to get on the pod and make it happen. Yeah, make it happen. But no, like, that's to, to kind of wrap it all up. That's kind of how I dealt with a lot of stuff that's happened to me. Like, a lot of times, I didn't realize people were making me the bad guy is the way to process what they were doing and what they were going through. And I used to always feel like I can deal with it. Like, I can be the bad guy. Like, I'm fine with that. I'm a Scorpio. I'm always the bad guy. <laughs> like, it's nothing. But it was having an effect on me. So when I had to kind of learn that there's no real way to get people back. You can't like get revenge. The only real way to spite somebody that protects your karma, protects your relationship with God is just to stay successful because people don't want to see you win. Ultimately, everything that happens to you is because like they see you and they don't want you to win. Like, I don't want them to make it. Like, if I'm not going to make it, they're not going to make it, too. Like, we just not going to make it together. You're not going to be better than me by getting your shit together. Because people think that you get... Like you get a job or you, you get your own place and all of a sudden it's like, oh, you think you better than somebody. Like, I need somewhere to live. Like, I'm sorry that that wasn't That's a, a basic necessity. <laughs> I need a job. Like, I'm sorry it's a good one, but like, I'm not better than you because I found a job. I need this shit. I was broke as hell. Like, I didn't have no money. Like, how am I? I had to do something. People don't want to see you win. And so the only yeah. thing you can really do is a spider which is success. And I used to always tell my son's mom that like, hey, you never have to worry about me talking any shit about you because it's always going to be in a rap. <laughs> like <laughs> that's my voice that's what i feel like i'm really speaking in my true voice because i listen to my raps and i hear myself saying stuff that i'm like yo i would never just said that out loud but if i can put it in a way that kind of masks it that yeah. you kind of have to decipher it it's like it out. it's like 3d communication to me like sometimes i'll put the whole point of the rap right in the beginning and then say all these words and then i listen back <laughs> and be like yo i was talking about that right there like anything i think then i think i can if I write it down, it's the future. Like free band. Well, I'm like Nike brand. Like all that shit. I'm like, yo, I really feel that way though. And so music feel like my real language and shit. So when people hear me say stuff in music or in podcast, they're like, no, you meant that shit. Yeah, you can tell. <laughs> sometimes can it's tell. just raps though. Like sometimes that shit just rhymes. Like it got to rhyme. Like I got to have literary license to just kind of like, it's 3D communication. Like you got to be able to like interpret it. Like painters don't paint and then sit down and explain to you exactly what that paint means. They just put it up and let you figure it out. Yes, they do. So sometimes I just, like, sometimes I literally just have to put out a song and then just not answer any questions about it for, like, a week. Like, nah, man, whatever. Just put it away. I just, it's just raps. They're just lyrics. You know what I mean? Whatever it means to you is what it means to you. Like, I was just saying what rhymed and shit. Like, I don't overthink. I wrote your rap in, like, three minutes. Juan told me y'all names, and I was like, first I was going to give each of y'all a bar. But I only had 60 seconds. (laughs) So I had a lot to accomplish. So Juan was like, well, what you going to rhyme with Tracy, Brittany, Tasha? I was like, ganja, nigga. Like, this is easy. Like, Kim was here. Like, I was like, you know what? Because I was talking. I played the video and I was talking about y'all. We watched the episode. And I was like, I just want to, I want to give them some energy back that they gave me. Yes. And we, we appreciate it I do. immensely. Like, I just felt like I did not expect y'all to pour all that into me that night. Look, see, look. Stick with us. We're going to bless you. I was See, like, yo, I don't even be wanting to go outside. I be in the house. <laughs> I be so comfortable in this house. You ain't even seen upstairs. I be chilling. It ain't nothing up there but comfortable bed and Nikes and shoes. Nigga, I just be chilling. <laughs> and so when I leave out by Friday, I'm like, yo, all week I've been like, yo, I got to leave the house. But I'm going to get there at 6 and I'm going to try to get home before the sun get down. Because I'm like driving at night now. I'm going to get here for 8 today. <laughs> and I got out there and y'all did all that. And I couldn't, I couldn't stop talking about it for days. And so I was sitting here telling the story again. I was like, you know what? 
first I guessed that y'all had a licensed song from Juan. I was like, I bet you Juan found some official song that was actually, he probably paid so that it's a real song that they can't get sued for. And then he was like, yeah, it's, it's really licensed. I said, I told you this. Day. <laughs> you can't do nothing halfway. And so, but I was like, nah, y'all can't just have something generic. I was like, well, I do a song kind of in tribute to them. I'll frame it kind of like a theme song. And if they like it, they like it. But I just kind of wanted to do something like, y'all invited me to y'all platform. And yes. y'all, you know, so I wanted to do something that I do like. And you, you know, did a great job. I did what I on the on the cast as well as on the mic. You did a great job. Y'all have really inspired me to get back into my podcast and then open up and, and keep going, and keep, keep doing going. That. And, you know what? What you know what y'all really did? This is the last thing I say. Y'all inspired me to uh, to do seasons. Seasons. <laughs> yeah, because this season is the self care sessions. Ooh, that's it. All I'm doing is I'm doing like maybe five or six self care sessions with women. I can talk about. Um, I can open up to controversies and talk about how weird niggas can be, so somebody can just finally. Oh yeah, up. we're we're <laughs> we're definitely able to discuss how weird niggas can be. I've been trying to think like when was I weird? I was just married during the time where niggas go through the most weirdness in their twenties and shit. So I was going through all this fucked up shit in my marriage, but I wasn't doing any weird shit to women because I was in a marriage. So like that was weird enough, but like I wasn't out here like doing the things that I've. <laughs> Hearing the stories that I've heard, because like I was just, I wasn't trying to figure that part out. I was like a grown, grown man when I started dating, so I was like, I kind of had my standards. Like, like the thing you do niggas, a lot of your twenties that when you hit the thirties, you'd be like, oh, I'm just not doing that. Like, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just not even gonna be going through that, dog. Like, I'm not gonna be That's chasing nobody. Like, I'm, I'm not, not even. Be... I'm not even into my. I don't believe I'm in my echelon yet in regards to. How I would navigate, pursue, and date different if I'm trying to get different, et cetera. Because I don't think you can really ever can be. That's something that comes with age, you know. What do you mean? Like, how, uh, so you know how uh, single men, they'll go out, they'll stay out, whatever type of night, right? So, (laughs) So, by the time he gets back home, it's three o'clock in the morning where you been at. You know what I'm saying? However, if if you are single as single does, ain't nobody checking for you and your well-being at 3 o'clock in the morning. But that's an adjustment that you have to make. That's yeah. also an adjustment that is not necessarily the easiest to digest in your 20s. You don't want anybody telling you when to go in and come out. And you don't want anybody telling you that you have to be lonely. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true, too. Because in your 20s, you don't feel like you have to be by yourself at any point in time. I remember my homeboys used to have to... Um, well, I say my homeboy, but uh, we used to have this thing from high school in the early days called the Pokemon Theory. Mm-hmm. Having somebody for every situation. You never had to be lonely. Somebody you can call after school, before school, Friday night, Monday. You know what I mean? Just something for that situation. Tuesday, my name Tuesday. Because you didn't want to be by yourself. And so you had to set up. The, but then you get old enough and you start to cherish being by yourself. Like I, when I was single and I was living alone, I was like... I do not want you to come over here. Like right. I just, my solitude is important. I do not want you to come over to this house. Like, can we do anything? But I've never been like a hotel room, Airbnb in town. I'm like, I travel. I'm never dropping $600 for Virginia Beach. No. Like, you $600 and get me to Vegas. Are you crazy? <laughs> never staying in town. So I've never been like an in town, but I also don't want you to come over my house. So like, I've had people be like, so are you really like not into me? Because like, you never want to like, I'm like, nah, I'll just, I just really want to want to because when, when I, I want, want to, to when that's I, when I want to when I want to I'm going to do the right things like I'm going to yeah. like if I'm dating you and I'm like okay you know I want to get closer somehow and I don't know how to get closer but we've been dating for a while I might suggest a trip 
that might be the easiest way to break that ice. You know what I mean? But I'm not going to go Tuesday. Right. I'm not going <laughs> to invite you over to the house for dinner and then like Netflix and chill and do some of the weird stuff I hear about dudes doing during these scenarios. Like I try not to tell specific stories, yo, but like, niggas is weird, yo. This is weird. I ain't been with nobody. They told me a weird story about a thing. <laughs> Matter of fact, as far back as I I don't know a woman that doesn't have a weird story, negative as negative as yeah. it gets, or, or all the way to just the funny weird. But they all got stories about how weird you niggas can be. I hope there's somebody out there with a weird story about me that can put me in my place. Like, just tell me what I did that was weird, because I was real grown when I started dating. I just I was so careful. Like I was like, <laughs> when I had my son, I was like trying to settle down. Like I was like, all right, you know what? This was my best friend. And we done got into a relationship because that's just apparently what I do. <laughs> if you're friends with me long enough, I will love you. <laughs> I will love, love me. I will be the boyfriend of the year. Like, I will give you everything a nigga's ever supposed to give. That's what happened with her. It's like, I started, we were friends and like, I just, I started to get jealous about how, um, what she was going through with the different niggas in her life. And so as her friend, I started trying to be a good nigga to her as her friend so that she would. Ah, so you can get out the friend zone. No, 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 I wanted, I was in the front, I was fine, but like, I was like, let me show you how you should be treated, but it oh, made me start liking to... her, yeah, and it made me start really treating her good, and really showing her, yeah. and then that, and then, I understand how that develops, and so then, well, you know, when baby, I'm like, oh, I'm about to just, I'm about to just sit down, like, I'm about to just chill, and then, like, we can talk about that next episode. <laughs> Okay, we'll keep that on. We'll put a pin in that. <laughs> the way he's looking at his face right now. It's like, oh shit, Jesus. I'm about to say it. This nigga started off the episode talking about how shy he was. Right. And then he's like doing teasers. And next time I'll tell you about my last relationship. It's okay. I'll be back. I'll get y'all the scoop. I'll make sure that uh, he's over there and he's comfortable. That way he can speak his piece. I know. I need to, I need to, I need to um, refill my prescription. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like... <laughs> It's going to be a rough night tonight. You know what I mean? Like tonight, I'm like, dang, I got to wait till tomorrow. What kind of ghetto ass shit is this? I'm going to have to go to bed. <laughs> what? But no, nah, um, no, but to, to wrap it up, I really, really appreciate you hanging with me. Like, I don't get it. I don't have a lot of like conversations. So like the pie, like today, just having a dope conversation is just, yes. and just getting that, just you bringing over a piece of that energy so I could grab it. Like, I feel selfish almost like, Oh, I just wanted to feel that way again. Like, but it was Baby, cool. I'm selfish. Right. I right. looked it to myself. I can't help it. Y'all yeah. had me open it up and, and just talking. So I got this platform too. And, um, yeah, and I appreciate you checking out the album and I appreciate you liking the song, uh, yes. y'all song. And, um, yes. Nothing it, wrong with a little Kush Curves and conversation on Rocks Island. There's it, never anything wrong with that. It fixes everything. It fixes everything. There's never anything you wrong see? with that. Like, the answer's never quiet. Aha. Aha. You know what I mean? When I, I was like, oh, the answer ain't never quiet. Especially because, like, the answer could be talking or it could be some loud. But the yeah. answer's never quiet, the whatever it is. Never quiet. Kush Curves and conversations. And y'all ain't yeah. never quiet. I hear y'all coming down the street when we at Wands. Like, oh, they coming? Somebody pulling up? No, I'm just joking. Y'all cool though. You know what's funny? I thought um, what's his name? Moody. Mm-hmm. I thought that he was uh one of y'all y'all boyfriends at first. Really? I didn't know he was um homosexual until the moment in the episode that he that he said it, and I was that's like, the best part about him is the fact that 
uh, his androgyny. You, you won't know unless he tell you. Cool as hell. And I said, <laughs> it, even if he, it, did, it wouldn't make it. He was cool as hell. And I want to have him on the show. And I want to say that on the show. Like That's I want As one of my self-care <laughs> sessions, I want to sit down and have a conversation with him as well to talk about some of that. Because uh, I want to have a conversation with him just to address the elephant. Well, homophobia and how weird it is question. to me. Like, we talked about it that night a little bit about it. And I, I, we talked about it and I was like, I want to have you on this because I want to talk about how some of this stuff is really strange to me and I want you to be able to speak and not as the representative of the whole community. No, but just give me clarity. A but little just bit of clarity isn't, like, you know. Having some of the, my, my homeboys that listen to my show hear you just explain how weird it is to you that people care so much what you do behind closed doors hmm. and how weird it is for you to look at a person and automatically the first thing you do is imagine what they do behind closed doors. Like, and people do it all the time. It's the weirdest shit in the world. But that's a show for another day. Maybe y'all can all be on. Like, maybe we could do it that way. Maybe. You know, I got maybe. like four microphone jacks to this jank. You know okay. what I mean? We can set it up and uh, just have that conversation. But you're really good at facilitating conversations. That's Thank why I want to have you. I try. From I the, try. I hope you feel more comfortable in the way you started. I do. From the, the moment I recorded y'all first podcast, I was like, you know what? I'm probably going to try to figure out a way to get her to help me with my podcast. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to take my time with it. I'm, I'm very patient. Like, I am never in any rush. Because to me, anything I want is inevitable. Right. If you just do it the right way and you take the right steps and you give it the right amount of time, it's going to happen. So there's never That's true. any really rush. So what was it, February? March. March? Mm-hmm. Then when we do the other episode, that was a couple weeks ago. So yeah, even... Way back then, I was like, man, I'm going to figure out how. I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do it. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to take my time, get to know them, let them get to know me, let them know I'm not weird and all that shit. It's all right. We'll be back. We'll be back on the next episode. We'll be back, definitely. I'll keep it moving. Um, I appreciate you. Is there anything you want to say before we go? Uh, you guys can follow on Instagram, kushcurvesandconversation.podcast. On YouTube, we are there with season one, two, and three. And that is also Kush Curves and Conversations. And join our Facebook group where we have a a big community and a lot of interaction in regards to dating, um, societal needs, and anything else that comes into our pockets and hands. So we also have the Facebook group, and that is Kush Curves and Conversations as well. I got to join that Facebook group. Facebook is where I market my music, so I got to be there. But if there's anything out there going on that's interesting, I'd like to have a reason. Uh, <laughs> because I've been on Facebook. How long have you been on Facebook? The shit if I know. I think 2007. Yeah, I was on it back when it was just 05. college. Yeah, like when it was just college. And it was like me and like seven people I knew from college. And like <laughs> it was all. Remember how clean it was in the early days? And yes. it was like a It was like a professional MySpace back then. It was like, it oh. was. It wasn't all of these metrics and, oh, and the metaverses. The music playing and the patterns in the background it was just so clean and like hey you know what i've been I, I i first got on um facebook to announce my oldest son i was having my oldest son that's what made me make a facebook page so every time i look at him i'm like yo the bigger you get the longer i've been on this damn <laughs> social media site but thank you so much for coming to the island um i hope you enjoyed your stay i hope i was hospitable yes um, and I hope the people listening to this get some out of it. Um, the self-care sessions will continue all summer long. And they will end when I deem them necessary <laughs> to end. But you can always check them out. Um, like my old shit. Buy my old albums is what I like to say. <laughs> There's hours and hours of podcast content you haven't heard when you miss out on new content. So thank you for being here. Shouts out to the thank other girls. Thank you for having me. Um, shout out to the whole Kush Curves and Conversations podcast. Shouts to Tsunami Digital. Shouts to Revy, my homeboy. 
And uh, shout out to my exes. <laughs> like hey, girl, say, hey. We've, uh, we've learned a lot from each other. And um, you don't have to agree with my version of events. But um, you're always invited here to, to share. So catch you next time. Do all that stuff that I have a hard time asking y'all to do. Catch you next time. <laughs>